Across the Park is a Merseyside born football podcast produced by Three Blues and Three Reds. Each week we get together to discuss the goings on at both Everton and Liverpool football clubs, combining balanced debates with some light hearted banter. more about us and the podcast please visit www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk or on social media facebook across the park youtube across the park and instagram and twitter is across the park pc hello and welcome to this week's episode of across the park coming on a monday and going forward we'll be on a monday night getting released it'll allow us to do some bonus shows for you so keep an eye out for that Myself, Judge, representing the Blues, while Gary, Phil and Teddy representing the Red Sides of the Park. This episode is brought to you, as always, by CheckFit. Find them on a internet at www.checkfit.co.uk, your online directory for gym, club and class. Two to three, like I said, so we get the benefit of starting the show this week, I think, was being the Blues. Judgy, very, very impressive performance. We on Saturday beating Brighton 3-1. Yeah, I, I was buzzing with it, to be fair. I, th- I think um, it says a few times, it feels like I've reviewed this game a few times now, but um, yeah, I think it all comes together on, on Saturday. We, we, we reaped the benefits of playing the same starting eleven three games consistently, which which we haven't been able to do for a long time. And I think most of the, the players that have been playing well, you know, brought the, brought their A game on Saturday. I've got to say, it, we were playing Brighton. I think we all expected a pretty, you know, handsome victory on Saturday. Mm. But again, I think... How clinical we were compared to previous games, and again the fact that our our top players were all performed well at the same time, which we haven't had I think all season as well. But it was pleasing to see. We were saying there about the the, the non change of of the eleven. We spoke last week, didn't we? We we were expecting some changes. I mean, yeah. I, I was me and you met before the game. I took a couple of pints. We were quite shocked that there wasn't a change, but it shows what we know, doesn't it? When we played that well. Yeah. I th- yeah, I, I agree. I was expecting a change. I was expecting Luchman to, to get an opportunity. But hindsight's a beautiful thing, isn't it? You look back and go, well, to see the same 11 out there is, is clearly important. And they all look fresh, don't they? You know, and, and again, we did say a couple of episodes ago that fatigue shouldn't really be a factor for this side because most of the players in that team have either are coming off the back of injuries at the start of the season where they've had a longer, a longer pre-season rest or the new signings where they, they're only just getting bedded into the team. So... That was the for me. That was the best we've started a game this season. Yeah. We've seemed to have grown into games a lot this season and got better. And, and like you rightly said, there that's probably down to the fitness of the team and the fitness of the squad and, and good substitutions by by Silver at certain times. But we had the traps on Saturday. Walcott was playing on the shoulder. It seemed Coleman was up for it. He got in in the first four or five minutes. Put yeah. across him. We had a succession of corners early on, and that got the crowd right up for it as well, didn't it? Yeah, you know what? There was probably a genuine disappointment from the players that they didn't get nothing from the Man United game. You know, they felt as though they went into the game with confidence, and maybe a few of them did come into the game with, with the, you know, with the tails up a little bit, thinking we need to prove a point here. We put send a message out that we're we're not just gonna, you know, our heads aren't gonna go down after the United game, and, and really thinking about it, if United wouldn't have got that really late goal at Bol- uh, Bournemouth, it almost would have wiped wiped it out, wouldn't it? Opens up, yeah, you're right. But, but again, no, I, th- I think a, f- a few of the players are probably going in with a little bit of disappointment, but they channeled, they've channeled it in the right way, particularly Coleman. I mean, there's been a lot made of a celebration, which we might as well speak about. You know, in the moment, you watch it, you're thinking, ooh, 
you know, is he is he really took it to heart and is it, it's a bit dramatic that and mm. I, I've seen a lot of fans on, on social media actually being critical of the celebration saying, get a grip, will you? You know, you've you got a few people, a few um, supporters on your case. Not as though the whole world's against you, but, you know, it, as I, I've said a few times now, I think I think genuinely he is a, he is a player who's got the club at heart and, and I think he's a player... Like I mentioned in the instant post-match reaction, he's a player who hasn't come in for much criticism in general um, since he's played for Everton because he's always been one of the better performers, hasn't he? Or, or he's almost been overshadowed by other players who've always been worse than him. He's always wore his heart on his sleeve. He always seems to get into little little spats with the opposition. He can't mm. seem to keep his reactions in check. And f- yeah. for me, it was just that. I remember a goal against Swansea away a few seasons ago. He was kicking the advertising boards when he scored. Remember, yeah. I think he put us one 0 up, and it was a late goal. He can't seem to keep his emotions in check. We spoke briefly on the um, instant match reaction we released after the game about the celebration, and my initial thoughts when they were fresh was, you know, I was a little bit disappointed in it, but you know, after me, you had a chat about it, and we realised it was just passion. Mm. It's just passion, and I'd rather have something like that every day of the week than someone just picking the ball back and going back. Yeah, and I I almost get the impression looking at his comments that he was a little bit little bit embarrassed by it himself. You know, the fact he's had to come out and do a proper interview about why have you why have you put your hands here he is and he he, he brushed it off a little bit because he you know I think he had to to be fair but I think in his case, I think genuinely he knew he wasn't quite playing quite well but he's probably thinking what do you expect? I broke my leg, I didn't yeah. really come back, I've had another injury, I'm not really fit. But listen, I, I'm I'm still here. I'm, I'm still going to play a part. I like that. I like the fact that he's came out today in the in the in the local press and sort of not explains it, but he's given reasons for it, if you will. Mm. I like that as a club captain. Yeah. He's probably thought this may be construed in, yeah, in yeah. a bad way. Well, yeah, was, I'm going to clear this up. There's it no was. there's no different relationship between me and the supporters. We're on the same page. Mm. It was just passion. Before we move away from from the game, to me, the timing of the first goal was crucial because yeah. right before it, Sigurdsson missed a good chance, didn't he? Where he, where he put it wide and then Sigurdsson got in previously again and we seem to be building momentum without without scoring. If that game would stretch and we had to go 1-0 down or 0-0, Jitters may have came in. The time of that goal was crucial. Yeah, and it, and it was good to, good to see that it was a counter attack because that it demonstrated our qualities, didn't it, in terms of the, the pace that the, the players showing on, on the counter and the variety of movements and... and Bernard, for me, hasn't really had much. I mean, <clears throat> he came in after his first start, after his first appearance. Everyone, you know, was raving about him. Since then, there hasn't been much recognition. I, I think he's he fitted into that team perfectly. Not only, you know, how hard he works off the ball and his pace and stuff like that, but he he links up with everyone really well. And he's got a really good understanding of the game. He reminds me of Stephen Pienaar on Saturday, yeah, where yeah. he was just a clever player. He was part of all the moves without being the end part of it. Yeah. He was just part of everything. Everything, everything we built, sorry, seemed to go through him at, at some point. Away from our goals, frailties again. Um, set piece, but it was quite a clever set piece. You know what? Yeah, short and they dragged us out of our zones and isolated Zuma, didn't he? It's funny because it, when it, when it, they originally scored, I almost forgot that it was a short corner. Mm. You know, you, it's just like another one of them. The ball's gone in the box. They've scored and. And then when I when I watched it back, I thought he really does play that well because he took a corner. I'm not mistaken, probably not too, too probably five or ten minutes before that, and, and he put it into a dangerous area. But the, you know, well, obviously the goal that, they'd sco- that we'd scored from, they, they put the ball into a yeah, decent area. Zuma, yeah. Zuma had won the ball, so everyone was expecting again another good delivery into a dangerous area, and it was a, some ball like you know he put yeah. it he put into the box because he he it had been played to him at some pace and it had come in. As I say, with it being almost the second phase, if your eyes only marking, 
your players have set up for that first phase of play. They haven't really had a chance. That ball's moved so quickly. They haven't had a chance to move to to change the position to where the ball is. But Brighton's players obviously know the set piece, so they have. They knew they knew exactly where the ball was going. And if that ball wasn't meant to be in that exact position, I'd be surprised because if you look, Duffy's right behind him as well. Yeah. So they were aiming for those two big centre backs. It's a very good set piece. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's can't be a coincidence that once again it's, it's from a set piece and. You can't even blame the zonal marking because, like we said, the short, the short sort of corner dragged us out of position. We weren't even yeah. zonal. We were sort of in between. You can see what we do when the first ball doesn't come in. We ditch zonal and, yeah, and yeah. we go to men, and we were yeah. in between both phases there. Not many, not many sides. I'll be honest. Not many sides would have been able to defend that much more effectively. The only thing you could say that probably should have been a bit more pressure on that ball, as in when he's played that short corner, the fact there's no one near him means he can literally just focus on striking that ball cleanly, which as a professional football in the Premier League, you know, we're all sitting here thinking if, if I was training every day, balls it to me, crisply along the floor, I should be able to put the ball on the money, shouldn't I? And that, and that's pretty much, much what he's done there. You're talking there about the first goal being pleased and the fact that we played on the counter, we were, we were clever and decisive. The last goal for me was, was, was just as important, well, not, not as not important, but that style of football that we've got where we let them have the ball and we were waiting and we were like yeah. as soon as we get this we're in and that's, what, that's, what, that's what happens we, we give them the ball and it was like you're going to be your own downfall here because we've got Richardson on the shoulder and he's not good enough to find a pass that'll break us down mm -hmm. so you're going to have to be patient the and as soon as he played that loose ball it was before that it was away. before that as soon as the ball got played to dunk and, and he kind of opened up as if to go across the pitch. Sigurdsson went, you're playing that pass across, mm. and if you're not, you're going back to your keeper. Mm. And it was almost done thought to himself, you're not forcing me to go back to my keeper. Yeah. So so he just kind of played it blindly, obviously. And and Richarlison, when Dunk actually looks to his right, wasn't even in the picture. But as soon as Dunk's head goes down, Richarlison's running as though he's chasing onto a ball. And literally he was. You see Duffy look at the sky. As soon as Richarlison took that first touch, there was no chance. Because he's on his him. heels, isn't yeah. he? He's thinking, oh, no. Yeah. He had no chance. And yeah, it, it was a clinical finish. And, and as you say, it was pleasing because effectively he put the game to bed. I said it on, uh, on the last podcast. I didn't think they had more than one goal in them. If we score two, looking at historically their, their away games, there was only one, one game since they'd been promoted that they scored more than one away yeah. from home. So three goals for me was always going to bury you. Well, if you haven't heard our Instagram, match reactions from Saturday uh, check it out it was quite a passionate piece in a, in a, in a busy pub it came <laughs> across quite well but we did we did say that we thought it was a professional performance and we also touched upon the fact that Yerry Mina came on and we changed formation we seen mm. the game out that was really pleasing for me yeah f five minutes to go and I, I said to the, the, the Reds at the start of the season you know you, you watch when City go two games, two goals in front or whatever, you'd always see that substitution from Guardiola, which says to the rest of the players, listen, that's it now. We don't go for another goal. We're shutting up shop. Mm. I mean, having said that, all of the all of the fans in the stadium knew that Mina was coming on at some point because we know he's got to play this weekend. So it was almost like a bit of a introduction to the team, wasn't it, ahead of, ahead of the Chelsea game. But with, with that said, it did also bring across a back four. And I... I I don't even think they touched the ball for the last five minutes. We mm. just kept it, didn't we? And well, that, that change for me, do you know, why it was so pleasing is the fact that Silva has been likened to Martinez and it's like he can't defend. He would mm. continually go forward. Yeah. Doing something like that in-game and saying, no, we're up by two goals here. We're going three at the back. People have used the word arrogance and I, I said, I mean, one of, our, one of our friends used the word arrogance after we'd lost the game four weeks back. We then go and get three wins on the bounce. He then goes and plays the same side, three games on the bounce. I used the words I suppose when we went to United that he maybe shouldn't have went with the same side and it was maybe a little bit disrespectful but 
I just think genuinely he is trying to get get a bit of momentum for that side, but he also knows that there's certain players on that bench that maybe aren't quite ready to start yet. No. They're not quite on the same page. You know, We haven't seen Luckman, have we, play more than 20 minutes? There's got to be a reason for that. Mm. You know, It's one thing coming on 20 minutes and, and playing those cameo performances. It's hard to maintain a high level of performance for, for longer than 60 minutes You know, if you haven't been playing in the side regularly. So th there might be more in, in it than the fact that we're seeing the same side, but yeah, I think you're right. We'd never seen that under the previous manager in terms of having a plan B, a plan C in terms of a plan when we're in front. We've certainly never seen a manager be able to shut up shop. David Moyes did do it, to be fair. He's always bringing a centre-back on. He'd done it early, on. didn't he? You'd go 1-0 up and then we'd have gone. Yeah, but, he, but he'd, do it, he'd do it with 25 minutes to go and it wouldn't be a centre-back like me. No, I mean, you know, he's come on to, to, to the um, shut up shop and yet he's going to Pickford, go and give me the ball on the yeah, edge of yeah. his own area. So it's a different type of... Um, it's, a, it's shutting up shop by keeping the ball and not letting them have it, as opposed to mm. shutting up shop by putting, you know, as you say, an, an extra centre-back on just to win headers, yeah. which is what used to be under Moise. I completely agree. Please let us know your thoughts on, on the on review of the game on, on social media. As always, Instagram across the park PC and Twitter across the park PC. We'll move on to the Reds. Uh, Phil, start with you. Is that a good result for Liverpool? 1-1 one, one with Arsenal? I mean... They're a very informed team at the moment, Arsenal, aren't they? And obviously we were playing them away from home. But, you know, when seasons gone by, I think you absolutely do say, yeah, a point away at Highbury when they're in that sort of form. Or the Emirates, is not. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... It would have been a good point to Highbury, Phil. That doesn't very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been, wouldn't it? Um, but this season, it doesn't quite feel that way. And I think if we didn't play anywhere near our best as well. So that, that sort of... Adds to the weight of disappointment. Really, it just I didn't I didn't come away from that from that game thinking, yeah, good point, happy mm. with that. Maybe that's a bit naive, and maybe it's the fact that we we scored first this time when we nicked a draw away at Chelsea. It's got a different feeling, hasn't it? Um, so yeah, no, I would I wouldn't say the worst point in the world, but yeah, I'm not I'm not I wasn't made. You were speaking last week quite in depth about the. Um yeah. The team you'd play. What did you make of the starting well, starting the, eleven? The, you two, seen it? the two things that I was concerned about last week that I mentioned on the podcast was Trent maybe being isolated against Aubameyang on the on our right, um, and also Firmino, uh, Fabinho, sorry, playing the deepest in our midfield three. Um, I think both of those things came back to haunt us a little bit. Um, I, I like if we're playing a three, I like Wijnaldum in the six, um, and we're putting Fabinho in there playing Wijnaldum, playing Wijnaldum ahead. And we got we got sort of overran in the midfield. The shape looked a bit all over the place to me. Um, and I think Fabinho is maybe a yard off the pace. He's not used to that position. Even at Monaco, he played in in, in a two three one. Um, the two games he's played well for Liverpool were against lesser opposition and in the two three one. So in the in the three and in a, in a high tempo game, um, he's he's not quite, he's up maybe a yard off it. To, to my eyes, we said last. I'm I'm really surprised that he didn't just match them. Four yeah. two three one. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're asking me, and I can't really disagree with anything Phil said. There. I mean, for me, I, I would have put Wijnaldum at the base if he's going to go with that four three three because you know, for, as Fabinho's untested in it, and that was Klopp's big concern is that he doesn't understand the way we play yet, and he hasn't really had an opportunity to even show that he has understood how we play because we played the way that he was used to on the yeah, two games that he played. it was a bit played. of a big game for him to come it was in a massive and play game. the role. Yeah. I mean, you know, Arsenal away. Arguably, it is a good point because I think we've only won two of our last 18 times we played Arsenal away. So, it isn't a bad point. You know, it, it's not it's not a place that we traditionally go to and take all three points. But, 
I personally think with their defence, it was it was okay. It, going into that game, you would say that their defence is there to be got at, and we've got the attack and and the firepower to get at it. And by maybe starting Fabinho as the holder rather than Wijnaldum and not playing Jakiri, who it's transpired now is not even going to travel to Belgrade, you know, for for the Red Star game. Why not play him? You know what I mean? Mm. Because they were there to be got at, and we didn't. And then by by not. By not winning the midfield battle, we let we let Torreira, who I thought played really well for Arsenal, and Shaka basically dominate that midfield, and and the shape just told. You know when we were getting caught out all over the place, and arguably Fabinho not really understanding that role as the hold, holder on his own contributes a little bit to Trent yeah, being a bit it, exposed. It hurts us a bit, didn't it? Yeah, it, it, it hurts us a little bit. Because Trent was exposed and he did struggle and he struggled from the first couple of minutes. I mean, Aubameyang done him a couple of times and then that was it then. It seemed like he was always trying to get into the game and maybe he felt like Aubameyang had the, had the yards on him or whatever and, and he looked nervous then. He looked like he didn't want to get squared up and, and stuff. Thinking, he was thinking, do I go or do stay? Do I go or stay? Yeah. And, and maybe that is a bit of naivety on Fabinho's part that he doesn't know necessarily where to be in that holding role on his own. Yes. Um, and that's why maybe... if you, you probably would have seen Klopp go for Henderson if he was fit. But we all knew that he weren't fit. So why put Fabinho in that position? You know, a very difficult position to play there. On can, a I, can I ask before you move on? What do you lose by playing Fabinho there? You've obviously seen a lot more of him or him than me. What do you lose? Because you're obviously set on the fact now that you missed something on Saturday by having him in there. Well, I, I wouldn't. You know, you say we've seen a lot more of him than you. We've actually only seen him in three games uh, for Liverpool. But the two that he did play, as Phil mentioned, he played um, alongside Wijnaldum really, and that gave a platform to Shakiri. Um, you know, to, to join the attacks. Uh, no disrespect to the other And much less opposition. Yeah, yeah, it's not Arsenal. No, way. Cardiff for home and Red Star Belgrade are home and they he's, weren't. He's not top up draw. against Lacazette, Aubameyang, Ozil, Mkhitaryan. Mm. You yeah. know, I, exactly. I, did, I did say last week, um, Not this is not meant to be a, a told you so moment at all, but I wondered whether last week Klopp in the Champions League game, Klopp was trying to prove that, look, or trying to see whether he could play Fabinho with other players in front of him. You know, but it seems to me as though it can only be a four-two-three-one when Fabinho plays at the moment. At the moment, and that's it. With him. He, you know, he he's waited all this time for him to sort of like to learn the way we play. And last season, if it if, if that means last season, because he if it if we were always going to play a four-two-three-one, he knows that system. So what's he waiting for? He's waiting for him to learn the four-two-three that we want that we played mm. last season so well, which is unfamiliar to Fabinho. And whether he's learned it or not, he hasn't had a chance to play. Uh, at even, all, yeah. And so it's like if we were to put Wayne Alderman in the six and then expected Fabinho to play in the eight, that's unfamiliar to him as well. So I know, but it is, but, but I reckon I reckon it would have been less of an yeah. ask for yeah. him to be honest because he has got forward impetus in him. He can carry a ball. Sort of. But yeah, I agree. It, it would not necessarily be the best for me. I would have started Shakiri. Yeah, you'd have to go four, two, three, one. Yeah, so and I would have. But that, that yeah. for me, it's from what you said, and again, I I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't watch the game in that way. Me and Mills, you were watching it in the pub after the Everton game, so I wasn't like looking. Yeah. Or with, uh, eyes matching them up and stuff, but for your first comment, I thought it, it just thinks of why hasn't he not matched them up? Four, yeah. two, three, yeah. one. Yeah. And I mean, on the balance of play, like they, they had the better of the game. They did, you know. We we weren't the better team, but we had the better chances. chances. Yeah, and mm. we we could have come away with the three points. Better, a bit more clinical. And we could, have, we could have come away with three points there. And it's been a massive, massive it was there. three points. And, 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 and let's have you know it right. Though, you know, we've seen it. You'll always get chances against Arsenal, won't you? Yeah, but that's a, that's a thing. Yeah, but that's, that's, why, that's what you know, we were saying. Yeah. We, we knew their defence was there yeah. to, to be got at. And, and we just didn't take the chances that came our way. No, I'm not right. You know, let's have it right. It, 
there's been a lot of discussion about whether it should have stood the goal. Personally, I think it should have. 100%. You know what I mean? It was the second phase of play, letter of the law, it stands, so I don't really get where the discussion is. The linesman's and, miles, and the line's out, miles out away of position. Yeah. But, you know, it's a so tough one. So you've got to get one thing right there. Are you behind the ball? That's obvious. But that's what we're saying. He, he was miles away. So from his, from his oh, yeah, position yeah. there, he probably looks like... It looks like it, yeah. And he can't really see from his position who's actually attempting to play that ball. You know, also from the, the side there, of the camera. Just one the, man. Yeah, but he, he, you know, it's a difficult one. The linesman's there to call the offside, isn't he? And you know, it should have stood. So you can argue that was slightly, you know, unfair. It makes you wonder if they understand the phases of play, though, doesn't it? Yeah, well, you know, we've, do they we, think he was ahead of the ball or a, were they open at the first? It's not pass? the first time an offside to get called wrong, and it won't be the last because you know they seem insistent on complicating the rules and stuff, don't they? We're making it really difficult, the officials. But you know. <laughs> On another day, that stands, and then we're talking at maybe a different result there. So, what, that doesn't what's help, slightly worrying for me is one of the first things Phil said there. He, he said um, we weren't at our best, and we're saying that a bit too often for every me week. now this season. Every week, yeah, and it's the concerns are starting to creep in with me for me now. I'm don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not overly worried just yet because we're not we're still not losing games. We're still picking up points. That's still a good point away at Arsenal. Still getting three points while we're playing like this, but. At some point, we've got to we've got to start clicking. I know. I mean, the only, to, I suppose we will drop points. The only thing you can temper that with is we're not at our best, but we've actually played. We probably are out of everyone who we'd say is our rivals, the toughest run of fixtures. You know, we've played City, we played Spurs away, we played Arsenal away. You know what I mean? Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea so it's like no one else has played rivals like that. You know, in and around us, they've all got that coming. But so we're not at our best, but we've got through what is looked like a very tricky start to the season. But and what, what we're still unbeaten. Is, what my worry is, is this our best? I don't think for it this is. Season? I think you know. It's I think it is. I'm, I'll, I'll be honest. It is starting to worry me a bit because it's it's too it's too often now. But the thing is, it's still a disjointed midfield, isn't it? We're still not getting every. We, have, we still haven't had a fully fully everyone fit in the midfield to pick, and then you see what Klopp's going to do. But even when oh. the midfield has been. Has been good at the start of the season when it was Wijnaldum, Milner, Keita. We were good in the midfield. It was the front three that weren't good. Mm. He, he he does seem to be struggling to find a balance, doesn't he? I think maybe that is the reason he's tinkering between that and say tinkering. It's probably the wrong word, but he has flipped between different format. I wouldn't say yeah, it'd be different, no, different formations. formations. Yeah, he's, he's some of it by necessity because of injuries. But he's trying to fit players in, isn't he? Yeah. He's trying to he's trying to create. Almost manufacture his plan B and plan C within games, isn't he? While still picking up points, which is is credible to be fair to him. And, and if he does get to a situation where, come Christmas, you're either top or in the mix, and he's suddenly got three or four different ways of playing in the, in the back, that that'll that'll only yeah. that'll only help you when it comes yeah, into the into the deep end wrong, of the season. I'm not, I'm not saying now there's a crisis. I'm not I'm not even remotely there. Hmm. I'm just saying the concerns are starting to creep in now because every week when we come on here. We're saying the same thing. Yeah. We're not on our best. We're not on our best. City are just steamrolling teams again now. Yeah. And De Bruyne that's, is still that's why it's back. Yeah. But you say that's why it's worrying. But that wasn't. That was always going to happen. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and I take. I get your point. We are saying it every week. We went at our best. We went at our best. And City look like they're just going to no, roll what? it over everyone. But we talk about City. I'm just as impressed with Chelsea. Yeah. I don't know it's anyone else. The one I've got Morata who's scoring now as well. And I agree. I, I, but I still think they're a one-man team. I don't know, you know. I nah, it's, Ma- it's not even that they're a one-man team. For me, they're not the ones that beat anyway. Hmm. It's well, not that they worry me. It's, I think if if we want to win the league, which is what our aim is for this season, hmm. we've got to beat City. I'm not even worried about You've got to finish above City. That's what I mean. You've got to finish above everyone, guys. No, I know, but, that, but what I mean yeah. is, if we finish above City this season, we'll win the league. Yeah. 
Mm. We don't have to finish above Chelsea to win the league. We if we finish above City, we'll win the league. Yeah, to yeah to be fair, I, I, I don't know. I just they're going to be close to if not breaking that hundred points again. Mm. We're we're going to have to match them and beat them to win the league. I honestly think though, if you keep everyone fit and Chelsea keeps ev- Chelsea keep everyone fit, I can see Chelsea finishing above you. Yeah, no, but that's I, what, that's not what I'm saying. Not what I, I, no, no, Chelsea, but what I mean, Chelsea I, might finish second. I don't even think you could finish second. Yeah, at the no, I, I agree. It's it's quite it's, it's a possibility, but. And what I'm saying is, if we finish above Chelsea, it's not necessarily going to win us the league. No, no. But if we finish above City, we'll win the league. Yeah. And it, and if City's the benchmark at the moment, like you're saying, that they are on a, they're still on. Yeah, yeah. Which is why when you you're trying to push us at the start of the season mm. to say, yeah, we we'll be disappointed if we don't win the league. That's why we won't say it because yeah, a reality. City are on a, are on another uh, level. If we were in your situation, though, Gary, we we would be we we said we'd be disappointed to not win at Old Trafford the other week. Mm. It doesn't mean to say that. We're being arrogant by saying that, no, we've but, said but genuinely. No, but there's, yeah. there's, there's disappointment. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, 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 I think a, it's more expectation. It's not we're not to win it. That's not the word. You know, you, obviously, you want to win it, it. You want to win it, but there's a, there's, it's tempered by reality. Yeah. That, you know, there's it was a, a, a 25 point there, gap yeah. last year, and yeah, they yeah, haven't got worse. You don't start with a 25 no, point no. handicap. No, no, but they haven't got any worse. Don't forget, Terry, that we were a different team from January on. That yeah. Most of them 25 points yeah. were lost in the first half of the season. Yeah, they were. Now that we've got this 11 and we had that since January, it's yeah, not and we are, and we are. And we're matching them at the moment, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. all you can ask for, isn't it? And we're, we're, I think Liverpool are just par for the course at the minute. Like I don't feel like we're outperforming our squad or, or anything. I just feel like we're just doing what's expected. Pretty much, yeah. I think maybe to win the league, you've got to shock people a little bit mm. and push that extra bit. Does that not show you've got another gear though? I you've got another gear this season. Yeah. I think it does. Yeah, I, it does. I'm, well, I'm sort of, I'm sort of half contradicting myself because I've said in, in previous games that you know when when we have conceded the goal, we have stepped it up and we have gone and scored another two like, like the last game, conceded to go back to two one. And then we scored another two goals, game. and it was and it was it looked comfortable, and and that game did, but before we before we did we, we were a bit slow, but it was like it was slow knowing that we were comfortable. In fairness, though, we we've we've done that against the weaker teams, but you know when Arsenal scored against us on Saturday, it didn't look like he was going to come and bite back. Really, it was quite late though. Yeah, and over the game, so yeah, and I know we had a chance yeah. to come back immediately there. after the, 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 the momentum. Was it Manny tried to play Salah and no, Salah, Salah tried to play Manny? Yeah. Yeah. Immediately so after, Liverpool have got three clear problems to fix, and it's really clear. We've got to fix the Trent problem because he's been inconsistent this season, and I, I've tempered it. There's been quite a lot of criticism. I've said, look, Robertson's basically got Van Dyke behind him and Mane in front of him. He does an absolute shift. Um, obviously. Trent's got Gomez in behind him. Okay, he's had a great season, but it's not Van Dijk, and he's got Salah in front of him. He doesn't really do it. Not necessarily Salah at the moment, no. though. He's been playing as a striker. Yeah, mm. well, but he hasn't got no one. Then is he about Shakiri when he comes yeah, on? When he, plays. he doesn't do it tough in defence either, really. So, I think um, you need to be a bit careful with the criticism that you give. That you give. To I Trent. think that was a bit harsh about Shakiri. Well, look, when, he got dra- when he got dragged off after scoring a hat trick, and you look at the the heat zones of where he was on the pitch, and compared to Milner, who come on. Literally, you could say he didn't do a tap. I'd like All to right. see the actions. What you're saying well, is you're, what you're walking out on the. He's got an action, does he? By the way, it was a two. Yeah, but that's why. Oh, sorry, yeah, but that's why he got dragged off. I mean, yeah. So, so you just say no well, because listen, that's so, how Tanzig. So, I know, but just a quick one on that's how Tanzig. What you're looking at is charging anyway. into people and stuff. No, no, he w- well, down, but I'm talking. Well, he did. He went back into midfield and won the ball. And then again, when we played Red Star, yeah, okay. you know what? To be fair, I think Phil's making a fair point in the sense that maybe he's trying to shoehorn. Maybe the wrong way. He's trying to shoehorn Fabinho into the team because he knows that that is the 
at the moment, the gap where you could get exploited in the sense that there's no one naturally tracking back the way that Mane does on the other side, and that you haven't got the experience in the centre-back who might cover um, Trent as well as Van Dijk does, or maybe Van Dijk's pulling players in. To definitely more exposed than Robertson. I mean, we can get into it about yes, Shaqiri, I, I, I wouldn't like, argue I don't that. Say that. I wouldn't argue that, no. So that's one problem. Yeah. The second problem is... Klopp doesn't, it appears Klopp doesn't know his best midfield three. I don't think anyone does. There's tons of debate on it or the shape of the midfield. And the final problem is Firmino. He's, he's not being himself. I think teams are playing him differently. And they're the three problems that we've got to solve. And that's why Liverpool are not at the best. Well, as, as I say on the midfield one, you know, part of that isn't just Klopp not knowing his best three. Part of it, he hasn't had all three, you know, available you and stuff. Do you think he knows what he do? I'm not, not necessarily. I'm just saying, you know, you've Phil, had Henderson's been in and out the team with injuries. Keita's been in and out the team with injuries. Fabinho's came in very recently, but wasn't apparently up to speed or fit enough to play. You know, Milner's had an injury. Oh, it was I only Wayne Aldum that's been around really, and Lallana, obviously, <laughs> you know, the greatest things since sliced bread. Really. You know what I mean? But um, he should have played. But you've Wayne Phil, Phil, uh, let's not go. Let's not go there again. You've just mentioned the first two, and you've 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 mentioned the reason why or how you could solve the Trent one. We've went over and over the midfield, and we're gonna mm. kill that one soon. Um, what about the? What would you do about Firmino? Well, we've got a specific question coming up um, about that in the social media, so we'll we'll get into that properly there. But I think it's how teams are playing him. So Firmino's whole contribution is. When he he plays as the nine, and as he goes deep, he drags defenders with him, which allows space for for Mane and, and Salah to exploit. Teams are not going with him at the moment, and and that that's the key thing. So what you do about that? Maybe that maybe that's where Firmino, uh, uh, sorry, Shakiri is. But that's maybe option. what forced the the formation change was. Maybe Klopp recognizes that. You know, I think that mm -hmm. is definitely. You know, we've we've mentioned in the past, teams are going to try and work out how to deal with that front three because they were absolutely on fire last year. And maybe it isn't double up on Salah or, or sort of try and like take that away, you know, take the ball away from Salah. I think teams have cottoned on to the fact that Firmino, as we've said, why he's one of our most key players, made everything tick. And like you've said, he dropped out, he took defenders with him, and that gives acres for Mane and Salah to run in behind. And then now that they're not going with him, it's all of a sudden they're just running into like into channel empty channels, you know, all that space isn't there to get behind these defences. So obvious when you say it, but it, it does. <laughs> but it, but that's happening, and then and maybe that is the reason why Klopp's thinking, well, I need to, I need an, an alternative system, you know, something else to do, you and and, need, a, and a way to get you your key on the pitch. He's a good ten. Yeah, but he's, he's sort of been using Firmino as that 10, hasn't he? And then pushing Salah up as the striker role and putting Shaqiri on the right. And to do that, he's had to have that platform of them two whole midfielders, Wijnaldum and Fabinho. So I can understand why they've made that formation change that we have been doing. It's just, I think it was the wrong thing to try and then crowbar Fabinho into the old formation because yeah. that just hasn't worked at all. Mm. So it's weird though because we all kind of knew we were going to revert back to 4-3-3, didn't we? We just knew Cop would do that. Yeah. But... Terry, away from the midfielders, I said something to you on Saturday. I said, I'll see you on the podcast this week in relation to the goal you conceded. My belief was Alisson made a boo-boo for that one. You, you don't think so? I just feel you've got an agenda against Alisson, that's all. You act like he walks on water. He's no, made numerous don't. mistakes already, yet he hasn't cost Very, points. very few costly mistakes, and all goalkeepers will make mistakes, you know, and it's that sort of unforgiving position, isn't it, where you can't put a foot wrong because it'll cost you a goal. But fortunately for us, any that he has sort of made a mistake on, it's cost us very few. It hasn't cost us any points. What about it might Saturday? might have cost us a couple of goals. Did he cost you two points on Saturday? He came very far out, and then he was out of position. I don't think so, personally. I think he's done the right thing to come out and stand the man up. And then, you know, he, 
I think there's, there's issues with the defence that they give him too much time to, to come back inside on his right foot and pick a spot. And to be fair to him, it was a quality finish, but I don't think the goalkeeper's at fault there. He's done exactly what you want your goalkeeper to do. My opinion is... He stayed up, he came out. Uh, well, sp- I think he sp- charged out like he was going to get that ball and then realised, oh, sh- oh crap, I'm not going to get that Yeah, ball. but all his defence have, have, have abdicated yeah. responsibility for dealing with any as of the actors. As soon as he comes out, one of the defenders should have, I think, gone on yeah. the line, should have dropped Either gone the line or someone goes the ball when you can see that the goalkeeper's but not going to make it. he's come and he's made an incredible decision because he didn't go through that ball. He ran and thought, I'm going to get this, I'm going oh, to get this, oh, oh no, I'm not, and now I'm just going to stand here. I think he's it's half and half me. I think he's half to blame, half half the defence to blame. He's he's come out. He's I think he's made the right decision to come out. If he doesn't come out, it, it's a it's a, a goal. It's to a get the ball it's a straight. Come out to win the ball when you he, when no, you can't he, win. It. He had to come out there. He ha- he couldn't he stay on his line. He didn't come out to close the, the the angle. He came out to win the ball. Well, he didn't and, come and out to win the ball because he didn't because he, he didn't because he didn't go to he ground. Yeah. He didn't slide. Yeah, he didn't. He ran out. Yeah. I but he, he stayed up. So he, he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing because he stayed up and stayed big. He didn't go to ground. He didn't try and slide in. He didn't give a pen away or a foul or not. So it wasn't reckless. He's trying to force an action. Trying to force an action. Reckless the way he came out. From goal, exactly. which is what he was, what he, he has to do. Unfortunately, Lacazette's been able to come back onto his oh. right foot, and all of his defensive then watched. He yeah. just looked the a defense, bit. The defense in that in that uh, scenario straight after was a bit slow, but at the same time, I know what Mills is getting at. He's do he, Mills does it mainly to, to get at us to wind us up because he's got an agenda. <laughs> he, has, listen, he has got an agenda no, against no, Alisson. I'm, 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 I'm not winding you up I'm not winding you up. I'm half a team with you, so just wait. Go on. <laughs> but if you watch it back again, when he when Lacazette makes his turn... When he finally sets himself. Yeah. Alisson... He's out of position. He's out of position, but he sort of bizarrely takes a step to his right. He's disorientated, I think. I think he's completely... Like, if, if he left one place to he score, he left... When he's come out, he has came out and he stayed big, and there's an, arguably, yeah, he's lost where his goal is in relation to where he's standing. I think that's, that's, yeah. that's fair. That's what I said, because he was that's going fair. to get the ball. Yeah, but he's had to come out at yeah, pace. The only issue I've got with the... the, with the misjudged it. The only issue I've had with, with what Alisson's done is there's, there's a mad... There's just a mad movement he makes to the right. Because he, he, he probably he, thinks Lacazette's not going to pick the, you know, the yeah, but there's no, top right there's no reason to to make that movement. If if he's any movement he's going to make, if he's not going backwards, he needs that. he needs to go left. I know, but I picked it's up so on it straight away. The, and that's it. I think he's lost. Maybe lost his orientation and where his yeah, goal is. But that for me, movement, I that slight movement. If you watch where the where the ball goes past his hand, that slight movement. If he hasn't made that, he got, he touches the ball. All right, but the thing I don't know where Robertson is. In, in this picture because I can't actually picture where he yeah. was but for me when your goalkeepers come out and Phil mentioned it someone goes to line you know if you're a fullback you go if your goalkeeper's gone out you go to goal that's you, you, that's yeah, where yeah. you go you go to your goal you sort of get on the line or get on the back post or something where was Trent it was his side wasn't it no so it was his side where Lacazette scored from yeah but where was it, he in, in this picture I don't know but it, 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 it was him Gomez and Van Dijk sort of watching Watching the play happen, and the goalkeeper comes out, and then he's like misjudged, you know, doesn't know where he it is. It was a great whatever. ball, like to be fair, it, it split the defence, but, but for it, was me, a, it was a great ball. Robertson really has to get to the line, get to there, you know, back up his goalkeeper because his goalkeeper's left his goal. There's no one there covering that goal. So if he can see the whole picture because it's on the opposite side of the pitch, he should that's where he goes. Now, I he might he might be making the move there. He might be caught further up the pitch. I don't know off the top of my head where he was. I can't actually remember where he was. But for me, he goes there, and I I I can't really say it's the goalkeeper's fault. I just can't. No, I'm I'm not I'm not agreeing with Bill saying it's the goalkeeper's fault. I'm not saying. I'm just saying there's a there's that bizarre little movement that he makes. But 
at the same time, I still think the defence needs to do better. And it's a quality finish. You know, I, th- he's I think the one spot that he could finish it in. And I he think has. if Allison was injured on Saturday and that was Mignolet who'd done that, you'd all be saying, "God, no, Allison back on Saturday." I disagree. Honestly, and this is what I'm saying. You're you're convinced that like we're sort of letting because mistakes every slide. time he does something he's got a defence for it he's never just go yeah but, this is but dodgy but what's, what's he actually done besides that Cruyff turn in which we all said there was yeah, a couple in his first home games he played Brighton there was a few there and then he's, he's there wasn't a few against Brighton he kept us he, he saved there was, the points there was one in the first half and one in the second half he, saved, he kept the points for us against and there was Brighton. one against Leicester the Leicester, the Leicester yeah, one with the Cruyff turn I natural robbed him no I heard Van Dijk was getting thrown under the bus at that Leicester game the first time Van Dijk got thrown under the bus to no. save Allison. No, 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 no. His back pass was too hard. No, it wasn't too no, hard. No, no, no. He took what? a touch then. No, Cruyff no, no, Mills. Okay, no, you, you're listen. wrong there because when I actually robbed him, we all said it was a ridiculous decision to do that Cruyff turn. All I said as well as that is, although because he's so good at kicking, I think the defence put him under some pressure sometimes by giving it on his wrong foot. And they do if you watch him. And sometimes you get the ball that, back on the wrong foot. It's not just that they give him it on his wrong foot. They, whereas you always you always see your centre arms when they give the goalie. They run back and make and an give angle. an option, but they, they just give him it and, and then they don't now. Like they don't now, but they were because it was like he's that good with his feet. We don't that's have to worry about, about it. That, that but why does no one say? Yeah, Allison should have whacked it into Rosehead. Yeah, we, we did. We said that. We did. But we said it was have. a terrible decision. He had the chance to clear it. He didn't take it, and then he started to do this mad Cruyff turn, and it was like he'll he'll learn from it. He'll never do it again. He hasn't done it again, has he? So he literally hasn't done one of them turns or tried to take the forward on once. He tried it once and. You know, well, he tried it twice. He's done it in, um, I can't think of what game it was now. And he, he chipped it over it one of their players. And then yeah. he t- tried it against Leicester. Yeah, that was, and it, it, it that went was before flat. It, yeah, the game that before. Was the week before. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, fine. but he, since he's been punished for it, he hasn't done it again. And I don't really think you can say that he's ma- he's really made any glaring errors where you're like, oh my God, he's like a an absolute lemon who you spend whatever, whatever it was, 60 million quid on or whatever. I'm convinced we'll revisit this in the future. Well, I'm convinced <laughs> we will as well. You know, I'm, o- I'm open to revisit it after the derby. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be that good lo- for us. That That'll be good for us. Trying to cry it in already three <laughs> weeks ago. Carrius last season done a worldy save at Goodison. Yeah. That's how unlucky we are. Carrius was man of the match. That's, That's how unlucky you are. Jaggy Elka shinned one into the top corner. <laughs> Once that's ever happened, that. yeah. Once, uh, you know what? Funny enough, looking back at that, that, that derby, I was so overjoyed by the goal. We were walking back out of the game. I actually thought we'd won. <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting by, we were sitting by a Runa Kone, weren't we? He was yeah. injured at the time. I was like, that way, and he scored yeah. late. Except we did actually win. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> right. Right, um, moving on to social media then. Yeah, please. Right. We'll, st- <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with the Liverpool question. This one's John. MSP via Instagram. Good name. He wants to know, right now, would Richarlison and Gomez get into the Liverpool FC squad? And he wants the Liverpool... Did you say Richarlison and Gomez or was it Bernard? I th- he fuck, no, it's Richarlison Gomez. Richarlison and Gomez. And he yeah. wants to know that from like, the, our Liverpool... That's Andre Gomez, not Joe Gomez. Just to <laughs> clarify, that's Andre Gomez, the Everton player. Um, for me... I'm guessing when, he means team. Yeah, there. when he says squad, all right. So let's say the match day squad, so including substitutions, I think there's a place for them maybe on the yeah. bench. Yeah. But well, for Richarlison, Andre Gomez, he's played how many games for Everton? Three. Mm. So I mean, but is that even? Uh, I yeah. don't think you can actually make any sort of judgment call. Enough, yeah. No, like a number eight, he's made a difference to Everton. He's looked very tired. Don't get me wrong, but I, I, for me, yeah, he yeah, hasn't not, not long by enough. saying no, by saying no, I'm not by any means slating him. There's just not enough, it. yeah. There's not enough evidence. But uh, Richarlison, I think. I would rather have Wijnaldum and, and Milner. Hearing you talk about him, he might have been useful at the weekend for us. Both of them were at the weekend <laughs> made the difference for you. I mean, you're talking about Firmino. I wasn't actually leading into that question, that, this question at all, but 
Richarlison was walking your team as of for me at the moment. I mean, you, obviously, there's a lot of as things. As a nine. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of... He's play, that's what he's playing for us. There's a lot of things for me, and he obviously does... Things Firmino does for you at the moment aren't effective, are they? Or they're not being effective. If you were to bring Richarlison on for Firmino at half time, I think you'd find you'd, you'd have it be a different outlook on the game. But again, that's. I mean, I, I, I don't see Richarlison as a, as a real serious number nine. Neither Firmino, not a real serious number nine, is he? But he's became one, though, hasn't he? He, has, yeah. he became in his own way. It's a different type of nine. My issue would be that Richarlison's not the same player. As we've always said, Firmino. The way, well, the, probably the Firmino of last season. But you've also said that it's not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah but this no, year, no. but you know, the, the one point that but you need Rich- to temper the criticism of Firmino, he's played the most games out of any other player in the Premier League since the start of last season. I think in total, including World Cup games and internationals and all that, he's played something like 69 games. Yeah, and it, which it is more than any other player in the Premier League. So well, I think the, Salah's second. At so, the end, well, but funny enough, towards the end of last season, that was the stat about Richarlison playing yeah. more minutes than anyone because he came straight from the Brazilian season. Into the Premier League season, so but, yeah. But for point. that reason, that's why Richarlison might have a... Yeah, on, on form. On form, he maybe has a place. Yeah. But would I switch out Firmino for Richarlison into a big game? No. Richarlison's main position is like maybe left of the three, am I right? Yeah. I wouldn't switch him I wouldn't switch him for Mane, no. No way. Even though I think Mane's having a bit of an up-and-down season. You know, I, I, he's, I just, he's probably been the best of our three this yeah, season. Yeah, he has. And he, he, that shows he's, he's leading goal scorer out of the three, but... I, don't, I wouldn't say he's been on fire. You know, some games he he's been quality, and in other games I think he's been a bit sort of not maybe not as involved fi- as he should be. Final product, but yeah, I just think I just think you you think Phil Bios not overly praising Manny that would that would go against them. And we're not. Well, hang on. Last season he was poor, and what I think is last like, season he was poor. He was, he, he, he was. He started off like remember the season before that he was class and he started off and everyone was on his back early last season not the same as he was the year before maybe it's because he switched sides of Salah and all that there was a lot of that maybe, maybe, for, a, maybe for a couple of games there was some arguments about that but I very very few well. yeah, I don't know Phil we were absolutely flying all last season for well, going forward the weakest of the three I think, I think there's yeah, a stick to yeah, but you're talking for me on Salah Salah's scored yeah, 40 which is a freak season Firmino scored 33 was it in all competitions yeah. last or? season the thing was he was the weakest of the three and which I feel he like was. that's carried on though people are just attached to that a little bit too I much nah, I'm, 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 well, I've just said that used to have criticised them and everyone I when, listen no, to have criticised them criticised the wrong word this is what I've just said to you Phil by us not overly Praise him, Barney. You're you're taking it as we're criticising. We're not. It's the wrong we're not way. When you've watched all. some performances, there's games this season where he he maybe hasn't had the impact. He sort of looked a bit disinterested, or he didn't get an early decision. I don't know yeah, what game. Well, he didn't get an early decision off the referee, and he looked like he was dead frustrated all game, and it's just his head had gone. Yeah, that, I think the sentence. I think the sentence I said not before a criticism, you brought that up. It's just saying well, it he's hey, been the best of the I three. Think the sentence I said before but he isn't you brought up last year. Was he's been the best of our front three this season. So how, was, how in any way Easy. am I criticising him? Easy. Yeah, but how was I criticising him? I've just said he was the best of our front three. Gary, going anyway. back to the original question, yeah. if Richarlison was part of Liverpool's squad, do you think he'd rotate Firmino more? To have a similar player who could come in and play like um, that? Yeah. 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 This, this season, yeah. Last season, no. But based on current form, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Richarlison, you'd argue, gets in the match. G- Gomez, I, I, I wouldn't say I've seen enough to, to <laughs> exactly. put my neck on the line for, for Gomez. He looked very impressive so far, but only because, like we said on Saturday, he's coming in for the likes of Schneiderlin and Davis. So 
Good question, but I think it's probably a little bit early to put Gomez in the mix. Yeah. After he scores a worldie in Anfield and gets us a one 0 win, then like a, a last minute goal, then then we'll put him in there. Get my all time Everton eleven. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, moving on to an Everton question. Then. First of all, I just want to mention Joey via the website. He asked us a good question, which is, "What do you make of Sam Allardyce's comments on Everton?" I believe uh, Sam Allardyce was on Talk Sport this morning, yeah. saying some bits. We've done our best to try and listen to it, haven't we? But we can't find it. Anymore. Yeah, we we didn't. We'll be honest, we didn't listen to it live this morning, which is unfortunate. I'm normally at the, in the car at that point, but we didn't catch it live. And when we tried to kind of catch up on it. It's got half an hour on the TalkSport website, but not the other half an hour, which is yeah. the, the bit about Everton. It's an so unfortunately, version, isn't it? Unfortunately, I mean, we can't catch the can't full... Can't justice, can we? I mean, if Joey wants to, again, send us the comments or the stuff that he can recall from it, we, we'll try and... But we would rather have seen or heard the, the whole interview in order to... To, to be fair, though, Judge, if, if you'd allow me to answer this, I'll answer it. It was rubbish. <laughs> he was rubbish. <laughs> Whatever he said was absolutely You know garbage. what? We, we actually listened to the first half an hour... And it, it was just like the Sam Allardyce autobiography yeah. like promotion, weren't it? Yeah. Like, and and I think off it, talks, off, it, off it, yeah, Terry was saying off it, they just promote anything Allardyce on the end, and he wants to say it's propaganda. It's like Allardyce. Makes Brazil, that's what it is. I'll, um, I'll do Neil's part of this, this convo and let's say move on from Allardyce. Said his <laughs> name far too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, another question, Sedo via the website, he wants to know, would you take Wayne Rooney on loan in January to help us, meaning Everton, out? We spoke in the summer about that. This is this is my my opinion. Not speaking on behalf of both of us, but we spoke in the summer that when when he come back, it was it was a it was a sentimental return from him. From him, and we kind of brought him in. And it was like Ken Wright saying, "We're signing Rooney. That's it. He's coming back. I'm bringing Rooney home." It didn't work out for him um, as much as everyone wanted it to. He scored goals. Look, I'm not gonna. The stats weren't too bad on paper, but it wasn't the homecoming that he wanted it to be. It wasn't the homecoming the fans wanted it to be. Since then, we seem to be moving in the right direction. We've got youth, we've got energy, we've got a newfound, you know. Yeah, he probably upsets the apple cart a bit. Yeah, you know what, in. he comes in and he probably walks into the training ground. Suddenly, a load of the players who've starting to puff the chest out a bit and feeling like they're having a bit of presence would suddenly just sink into themselves. You know, we've all been there, haven't we, where mm-hmm. someone walks into a room and suddenly you're like, oh, I don't really want to speak anymore because he's here, you know, it's... He is a bit of a Let's legend. Talk about me like that, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> that means you don't like it, Daddy. <laughs> but you know, it, it, it is one of them. Shush, Daddy. <laughs> yeah. Stop talking about him. <laughs> no, I, I just think um, for for me, it, it, it's a no. What what I will say is is I could see him training with Everton in January. I could see him keeping fit with Everton. I, I can see, see him, him being part of the Finch Farm sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, what I will say to you is if first of January. Gilfie Sigurdsson had a two to three week injury. Would no, that, would that change? Still no, no. It's just not. If you look at what Sigurdsson's bringing to the team at the moment, because I see Rooney doing that and filling the shoes. No. For me, he'd be in Tosson's position for you guys. Possibly. What sitting on the bench, <laughs> doing nothing? Has <laughs> Rooney not ruled it out himself and said that he's not? No, it wasn't. You know what? It, it no. was a very tepid link, wasn't it? The fact that the MLS season's finished. I it, thought he said that. Sky Sports ran an article saying there's a number of English clubs who are interested in taking Wayne Rooney. Yes, they would be. And, and, and to be honest, looking at the squad, Tottenham, for me, would be a, a fit because they are lacking in terms of depth, aren't they? And the fact they are still Kane's playing struggling on. as well after the yeah. World Cup. Isn't he? Just maybe bringing someone like him might work for them. But I just I don't even think he consider it. I just think he'd think, look, I've, I've had my swan song. I've come back in. There's, there's a certain extent where you're just going to ruin your whole legacy by returning to a club twice. Yeah. 
The only way I can see it is if we were a little bit short for for a, a short period in January, where well, you possibly needed someone for like on three, did three or f- yeah, and they were short, weren't they? Yeah. And he just said, "Listen, you're going to come in and help us for a couple of weeks." Um, but like I said, I can see him training with Everton and keeping fit. I can't, I read, can't see that happening. I can't see it. As for Red, I can see that it's bad for the project, but I think it will be good for short-term results. You were linked with um, a loan for Gerrard when he first left. Remember, he was training with you at Melwood and there was a little bit of, you know, will he come and he, and he didn't, but he was still around the club, wasn't he? He came and trained. And so, yeah, same thing, bad for the project, but it probably would have been good for, for results on the pitch in the short term. Yeah, mm. just I mean, just to clarify that, like Rooney has came out on the, on the MLS like soccer official page and basically said I'm committed myself to DC and that's where I'm going to give everything to DC in the off season I'll stay here for a lot of that time my children in school I'm going to go back during Christmas to see family and friends but I'm committed to DC I don't think it'd be right for me to fly back and forth to play on loan with another team and then he brings up the England one and says which sort of goes to what Gary was saying about Everton I think England's doing fantastic um, it was the right time for me to retire with a group of young players coming through the right time to let them come in and flourish and I've got mm. no regrets over it. So he's sort of saying that himself, you know, that he, he doesn't want to come in and maybe take mm. that limelight off them young players you and let them grow <coughs> and fair play to him. So yeah. I think that sort of rules that out a little bit. In fairness as well, so. I think he knows he's only got so many miles in the tank now. You know, you, you can see he's a player who's played a lot of games, can't you? And he, look, he looks old, he always looked old anyway, but he's kind of aged a bit more than other people hasn't he not just physically in his face we've, Sorry, we've seen it last know. season he saw yeah, it decline like he, during the season because yeah. he's i think he scored 11 goals by christmas yeah, and he's on, one yeah. of our better players if you will. to messi and ronaldo he's on a different planet physically to them isn't he no it, yeah I, I think it's yeah it goes without saying doesn't it there's there's, there's players who've really looked after themselves he, he enjoys his life doesn't he, he enjoys his family being with his friends All women yeah we don't have to go there for you. But no, I, I think certainly in 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 Rooney's case, by the sounds of them comments as well, he, he's committed to his his family have moved over there. He wants to help them settle in DC for them to move back home. It's, his kids, his kids would be up the wall, wouldn't he? You know, just settle to school in DC and go back again. So. If if anything, like him going on loan somewhere, I could possibly see. Even though he's ruled it out, I, I could have seen him doing what Beckham did, going to France and Serie and maybe Italy and and. Doing something there, I, I can't see him coming back to play for a West Ham or, or that no, no, not not in le- not in below like the top five or six. I don't think that's why I said maybe a Tottenham. But if he's ruled it out, then that's that's probably that that one knocked in the head. But right, okay. So this is the question I was referring to earlier about about uh, Firmino. It's from Andy via the website, and he wants to know the Reds have been saying how unselfish Firmino is, and that's what's so good about him. But last week they also said he's been quiet and not effective. So what's the difference now? Um, I don't think. I don't think like we've sort of changed. Maybe we just need to clarify what we were saying last week. I think we were talking about like what we just mentioned before that maybe the way that teams are handling Firmino has changed. Yeah. So the Firmino last year was very unselfish and done low to the team, and he was the, and we all we all identified. We well, I certainly said. I think Gary agreed with me. I'd see Salah go before I saw Firmino go yeah. based on last season's performances because I think he made everything work and everything tick. And arguably, like like what we said before, the way defences are treating Firmino now and maybe cottons on to the fact that he is the key. He's getting a bit more respect than he, he was. He is. And and, the, and the, they're playing him differently. They're not, as we said, not coming out of defence with him and sort of dropping out with him and opening gaps up. And maybe that's partly why the front three haven't been firing in the same way that they were last year, like what we've been saying. And it's like, we can't quite put our finger on it, but yeah, I think we started to notice it now. We always had the problem of not being able to break teams down. 
last season, that's how we were breaking them down. Firmino was dragging them out. Mane and Salah were getting in behind, and we were and it, it and resulted in the amount of goals we scored last season. This season, they've as Teddy's just said, they they're leaving them. They're not following them out. They're getting the midfielders to now drop back and, and do that work for them so that the space isn't in behind and, and it has showed it has a, it has a So what's the answer? Well and then that's what we were saying before, wasn't it? I think Klopp's trying to find the answer by maybe changing the formation a little, um push for me and he'll maybe into more of a ten role, Shakiri on the right and, and Salah as the as the, the player up front. And maybe that's because Salah's got that footwork, that low centre of gravity, he can go past the man and stuff. And maybe you need that when them defenders aren't coming out with them and you need someone to be able to go past the man. Do but you know what, that, you know, that sort of makes Firmino look like he's less involved because he's that 10 role. And he do you know when you talk about the Firmino, the famous Firmino press, if you will, mm-hmm. if you think about him last season when he's playing in, in the nine, he, I, I can just picture him so many times running back towards our own goal, nicking off, off someone and then running the other way. When you're playing in the 10, the press is kind of in front yeah, of Yeah, yeah, it's completely, it is different, it is different. Because yeah, he used to sort of let them go past them, didn't he? And <laughs> then he'd chase and he'd them nick it. Yeah, yeah. 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 he'd take it off the toe, to and, then, them, yeah. and it is different, because now it is in front of him, and as you say, it, it's a different type of press then, and it's a different ask of him as a player. So, I think, you know, we, we said it before, sort of want to completely go on about the same points that we, we just made not long ago, but... It's it's a difference in the way teams are playing Firmino as opposed to I think a difference in Firmino himself and it is though. there is the maybe is though a tiredness angle like I, like yeah. I've just said I think I think I read the stats somewhere that he's 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 played more games than any other player in the Prem based from the start of last season I think it was sixty eight games or sixty nine games which is a, a punishing schedule when you think about you it and a lot of them would be South America easing Shakiri in the reason he's not giving them so much is because he's easing them easing them in a little bit. Getting Salah used to playing up top, and he's gonna start giving Firmino a bit of a break. Possibly, and, and playing Shakiri in that number ten. Possibly. Well, you well maybe, maybe you couldn't play him. He'd have to play Shakiri yeah, on the right one, yeah, the and right. then you're yeah. hoping really that Henderson comes back, and you've got Wijnaldum, Milner, if, and if Henderson we play that again. Yeah. Two, three, one. They both play. Yeah, but what I mean is, as Terry's saying there, he's played the most games for yeah, yeah. than anyone in the Premier League. You might think I need to give him. I mean, need to take him off the team a little bit. As much mm. as that's worrying for us, because he, he has been. He has epitomised what we what we're about in the past. It might be a, a case of we need to take him out because then teams won't know what we're gonna be doing. Then I don't and think any of us are happy with Sturridge stepping in from the start, are we? Just don't think you can trust him really, can you? And it's a and it's a different level of like press again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's, you're asking a lot more of the wingers then because Sturridge holds his position a lot more. Yeah. But he's done well when he has done. He has, he has, he has, he has, yeah. he has done well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for what I think. If you think if we had assigned um, Fakir, yeah, he'd be playing there now, wouldn't he? In that ten role, absolutely. For me, he'll be getting rested. What's the difference with Shakiri though? Because Shakiri's more off the right, and he was Fakir's more of a ten, like more of an actual ten. Fakir is an attacking That's my midfielder. impression of Shakiri, but like haven't seen him. I feel like he can do that. Yeah, but it, 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 I think that. Klopp feels that it, it compromises the midfield to play him as the ten, and he wants him more on the right. The thing is, well, who is on the right? If you take Firmino out and put Shakiri ten, who's on the right then? Well, exactly. So you're more. It's more likely you play Shakiri on the right, and then you play either Firmino in the ten. who's still got. He's still got that ability to track back and, and do defensive work, hasn't he? As a midfielder, you know, like sort of do that sure. that donkey work. But we're apparently looking at Rabiot, is it? Yeah, from PSG. And I think Serious he plays player, in that same sort of role, isn't he? So you know, yeah, maybe Klopp's I'm, identifying it as well and thinking I, I, I need someone well, that in that apparently position. We've put a, a serious offer in, and we're a, we're ahead of Barcelona. It's all media talk at the moment, obviously, but. You know. He hasn't been playing the last few weeks. Well, him and um, Mbappe apparently are out of favour at the moment. They both 
turns up late for training. Mbappe yeah. certainly I'll did. have him as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, he brought Mbappe back in at the, at the weekend. Um, but Rabiot was still on the bench. Serious player. Very, so, very good player. But that's someone who can come in and play that role for you. You know Instant. what I mean? So Does no one give any credit to, to the to the idea that Mane could potentially do it. I no. thought you were going to say Lallana No, <laughs> really did. Not for me. I, I, in a weird way, in a weird way, I, I feel like Mane needs space around him. He's, I, I don't think his touch is actually as good as some of the other players in that Liverpool team and I think he needs the space out wide to sort of get away with them loose touches because he's got that pace to burn yeah, to go away from players. But you put someone in the ten and he's got a close, close like touch. That, what Firmino does, it's not... It, He's, he's, he closes down well and he works hard, doesn't he? Yeah, but it, you, you need more... I don't think so much it, it's the pressure that we're lacking at the moment. It's the being able to break teams down and score. Yeah, it's it's pull them strings in that, you know, in that area, isn't it? Firmino can do that well and that's it's not working. Yeah, but, he's, but as I just said, he's probably tired. I'm, not, no, I'm just not necessarily... I'm, I'm not seeing Marnie as a 10 mid. I wouldn't write that off. What, Marnie oh, through the middle? Right. Yeah. Well, who's play on the nine. left? Well, then you can play Shaqiri. On the right and Salah on the left, or vice versa. Either way. How, how much are you still missing Coutinho? Hang on, one sec, just before I answer that question. Why, well, for that matter, why wouldn't you just play Salah through the middle and drop Firmino? And yeah. play Shaqiri on the right and keep Marnie where he is? Why would you... Yeah. Why would well, you? because I feel like Marnie will give you more of that press and chasing that, that Firmino does than what Salah will give you. Mm. He's more more keen mm. to work hard and win the ball. But then you're losing that cover left-back, like what you were saying earlier. So, hang on, so what, what did you ask them, though? Sorry. How much are you still missing Coutinho? Because not yeah. only did he give you assists and goals, he was a, a hard-working presser as well, wasn't yeah. he? It, well, when you say still miss him, I don't think we have missed him at no. all, to be honest. So I think that's we slightly disingenuous to say season. that we missed him last year because we absolutely did not miss him. And I think it made us a better team when he went because other players stepped up and weren't so reliant on Firmino to bang one from 30 yards. Can, can, I, tell you why, can I tell you uh, why Coutinho, I, I think he, I disagree a little bit with that? It's when Salah went off in the Champions League final. I think he didn't notice a big difference if Coutinho was the Yeah, but you know there. what else we didn't yeah, notice? If Oxlade-Chamberlain were in and just... Yeah, exactly. Okay. There's games, there's definitely games you can point there's to. Games, there's Chamber games where you'd love to have Coutinho on fire, banging a goal in from 20-odd yards against a packed defence and, and stuff. But for me, I, I don't think we've missed him. I don't think we've missed him. And we're a better team, we're a better team since he left. As a team. You know what well, I mean? Absolutely. There's more about us as a team, we I think. We could have benefited for, from against Arsenal. Yeah, of course. I mean, the Champions League final, we could have mm-hmm. as well, but you can say that about most players. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think City will be saying that about Kevin De Bruyne now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a team, we look better. They, you know, who knows? But you still wouldn't turn away a Kevin De Bruyne being your squad, would you? But he's gone, but it's wrong It's wrong to say we've missed, like, how much, like, are you still missing him? Because... When is that? When yeah, is no, that's, so that's, 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 that's to say we missed him th- as he went. I think the only thing you'd say, yeah, if he's won, be nice if he's to have won, him now. If you won trophies while he was there and he was winning your, you know, winning your finals and stuff, then fair enough. But he, he never won any of them things, did he? And you, you so know, he, he was he was the one who was who who'd get a goal out of nothing in one or two of them tight games. But you know, I, would, I don't. I, I've said it to to these in the past. Like I still think there was a level of inconsistency about Philip Coutinho. I'm but surprised we got the money we did for him. This time last season, there was comments like, "This is why we kept him because he was playing well the first half of last season." Look at the professionalism; he hasn't let it get to his head. He's still playing well. This is why we want to keep him. He's a big player for you. I'm surprised that he's a saying. I'm surprised he's a saying some of the stuff you're saying no, right now. I'm not you're saying criticism I'm not again. <laughs> yeah, I'm not disagreeing. Criticism. Shut up, man. I'm not disagreeing that. Observation. That Coutinho was a good player for us and all that. Oh, I'm not at all in any way, shape or form. But you said, are you still missing him? 
on what basis did we miss him last season after he went to I've been one there I've been one Champions League final yeah Champions League final one game yeah one game that's what seasons hinge on though one game yeah but and Oxley chamberlain running up to that Champions League he's only played about 10 games for you he was instrumental in them 10 games he was quality he was the one who scored the first goal when we needed to break you know a deadlock we were City scored the first goal against City didn't he and it was like also consider that we got Van Dijk with that money in, in some ways. Yeah, so, so you know. no, that's that's fair. I mean, I, when Salah went off in the Champions League final, you were lost. You, you'd lost the game. The, the, the black cloud came out came over that stadium. If Coutinho was still on the pitch there, I doubt it would have been as negative. I yeah, but I don't think it would have been as negative if Chamberlain was playing. I, I know who. I Chamberlain has whole career, Gary, has never. All right, he scored that one goal, but he's. I think what Mills is getting one against City the same season. I would rather have Coutinho. I, yeah, but I'll be honest, Mills. He's not, he's not, I think in a one nil. Yeah, in, in those sorry, in that those City games, did you win? Did you beat them by two or three goals, didn't you? And or beat them by a few goals? Was it one nil City twice? Was it? No. No, I just saying his whole career, Chamberlain's never been the player who comes in, 90, you know, ninetieth minute. Use his words, although it's he who shall be not be named in Goodison. Gerrard <laughs> would pop up and score <laughs> those goals that would win your finals. Yeah, but Coutinho C- didn't do it in, in he done it in some games. Yeah, he but do it all, he's still all more all likely to, to to pull a rabbit out of a hat than, than Chamberlain is. He's had ten good. He must have had ten, maybe fifteen good games for you. So point I mean, out, making a so point out one game. Last right, season, Salah right, done that for us. When we needed the goal, Salah was scoring. Yeah, and that's what Millsy's saying. Salah when, when, when he went off. Went off. Yeah, He's but, had no one else yeah, that he listen, could look to. Yeah, but listen, to, to point out one game to, at the end, at, after Coutinho had gone and said, you've have missed him because of that game. It, it's not No, real, I, I, it? I don't think it's a massive... I think he's just kind of playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, but saying? he's saying still miss him. It, it's not that what, we it's missed It's a one-off him. game. One game. We missed Adam, F- we missed Adam Bogdan would miss being the reserve Coutinho. goalkeeper yeah. because <laughs> Carriers was an <laughs> absolute disgrace. I think it's to say you don't miss him because you've got a good system and you've got a lot of games. Yeah, exactly. No, I think that's I all he's I saying. Don't think, I don't think it's disrespectful to say that you know we haven't missed him. Well, we you haven't. said you said last week you've got about seven players exactly the same in midfield. Would you not replace one of those no, same? Pl- Phil said that seven. All right, seven choice. Phil said that I said there was a couple. Um, all right, well, all right how many midfields you've got that are very similar different. to each other? Well, we haven't got loads that are very similar to each other. We've probably got two in each position and two that can play in a couple of positions. So, so what about Lalana, Shakiri? Shakiri isn't what well, Shakiri isn't really a centre mid though, is he? So what do we have? He's been playing on the right for Liverpool when he plays. He, so if, if he's, yeah, he's either played on the right or as that number ten. So and so can Coutinho. And, he, and you're saying you wouldn't rather have Coutinho than Shakiri? That's not what the question was. Though you've just said the same midfielders. No, what I'm saying, you've got a lot of players there who play similar positions. Would you not? Have Coutinho in one of those positions I'd rather have than him. I'd have him, yeah. of course I'd have him. Yeah, yeah that's but not what the question uh, is, though. He said, he said if we still missed him, we, yeah. we haven't missed him. I'd have Gerard back as well. Can yeah. we get him back? I'd have Suarez back. Would you really? He's a manager now. I'd have Suarez back. I'd have Suarez back immediately, yeah. Fair enough, but You can just go on and on. He's gone. We've improved the team on the back of the money that we got for him. And last season, we didn't miss him, except in that one-off game when Salah had that freak show. There was injury. probably other times. I just can't refer to like when yeah, right, you lost at home or away. But what games did we lose at home? We didn't lose at home. So, yeah. we never. And away, fact, I wouldn't you say... Did, you did lose at home? You didn't win no, the league, did. though, did you? But no, we didn't win the league, but would we won it with Coutinho? Arguably, probably not. We finished 25 points. It was a massive effort, effort from the club and Jürgen Klopp to keep him. You could see... When, when yeah, we Coutinho was transferred the question in the summer... It's all ifs and buts. He went... Klopp's demeanour completely changed when Coutinho tried to leave in the summer. It went from he's not going to 
no, you know, I don't want to talk about it. Milsey, he's you gone. can see how good it was to Jürgen Klopp. And we Jürgen got Klopp to a Champions League final after he went. For me, this is absolutely bizarre. We got to a like Champions League final <laughs> after he went. In the summer and, and with, we missed him. With Fakir. So we tried to get Fakir into play We didn't try and replace him because we didn't always play Coutinho in the 10 role. So he plays off the left for a large part of his Liverpool career. And Mane plays off the left. So he played in that 10 role for Liverpool in that season. Before he went, any attack would miss Coutinho. That's, all, that's all. Times when we have yeah, but that's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. There's definitely times when our attack misses Coutinho. But would we have Coutinho back and not have Lovren? No way. What? Lovren? Van Dijk. Sorry. No way. No way would we have that. So I'm but, happy with the so squad. What are we missing? I'm, I'm missing Salah scoring with every single touch he takes. That's what I'm missing, and he's still yeah. in the team. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Coutinho's gone. Let's so it's, it's a relevant point. Right, okay. Love Chess Vegas has sent us another question for the Blues. <laughs> Love Chess Vegas. <laughs> it's a guy, it's a fella actually. I had uh, on Instagram. Okay. Um, so how many more transfer windows do Everton need before they break into the top six? One. San Coutinho in January. Similar question. last week. We got a similar question last week saying will Everton get into the top six anytime yeah. soon? Yeah. It's it's very similar. Um do we need to upgrade certain players? If you're gonna, if you're yeah, gonna say, yeah. yeah, if you're gonna say with certainty, I'd say two transfer windows. I'd say if we were able to pick up one quality player in January that maybe go into a position, or like we were, we were kind of alluding to with the Reds there, if we were to pick up a player that was going to challenge a Sigurdsson or a challenge, you know, one of the wingers for a position and really bring something to the team, and in the summer to pick up just two or three, because I think that's the key. Now, if you've assembled the spine of a of a good side. And we're assuming that maybe Mina does step in and, and become somebody who maybe owns that centre back shirt. Mm. And we're assuming that we keep, manage to keep Gomez either for another season on loan or manage to sign him permanently. And and you keep the other players around them. I, I think it's th- it's like three and four signings we need now. Not yeah, not I like was just ten. Thinking that three or four a striker, possibly an upgrade on the right wing, a centre half. And you've I mean, got like n- not, not so much a right back because Seamus Coleman is still a very very good right back, but he's going to be you, thirty one next season. You look, you look at someone like a you know a Gomez, you can play right back and centre back. Someone yeah. like that. When you're saying three or four signings, are these straight into the first team signings? I, I mean players who, who are competing for the first team. You know, none of right. our players now have, have been consistent. So you're talking forty million plus. I, I think you're talking spending one hundred and fifty million. Between so, January and the summer. If so, you could add a right so to the question, to, both to the question, how many more? Two windows. I said two. Oh, I said two. I said two. January and the summer. If you can add the right winger and a striker, and a captain figure at the back, mm. I think that'll take us to a top six team. You'd have to upgrade those three positions with better players. I don't mean yeah, just those three to come positions and, and then bring you in upgrade those three. Then, positions. then bring in cover at right back, which I say cover would be, you know, someone who could maybe play right back and centre back. Mm. Arguably, someone to the left depends on what position Baines is at that stage. Whether he's still, sure you know, that, that, that's assuming that United or Arsenal stay static. No, but you know what? I don't yeah. think we can really. You can't just keep going. Well, they bought someone. Let's buy someone. I think you've just got to build the squad and the team the way that you see fit. And the way that I see it at the moment, and and seeing the way that we went to Arsenal, see the way we went to United. I look at the way you played Arsenal the other day, there wasn't a million miles between our performance against them and yours. We had as many chances as you did. We didn't take our chance when we, we should have done. It would have been a very similar game to yours if we'd have took our th- one of our three chances that we had before they scored. We didn't. And suddenly, if if you go 1-0 down away from away to the top side and you're chasing the game yeah, against two forwards... Yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't think we're a million miles, but I think Millsy's spot on three signings, if not four, but, but like Gary was trying to... 
asked then. I think it, that them four signings would, would need to be 30, 40 million each. You look at what Tottenham have done. They didn't build on the foundation they had. You look, I've seen some stuff about the spending or the lack of spending that they've made. They've only made three signings, I think, in the last... Three signings in the last three seasons, over 20 million. That's not good enough. We've done that in the summer, This just this summer alone. So, But if we assume that our recruitment in the next two windows is as effective and as efficient as it was over the summer, I'd say three or four more signings, and we can start to say, look, we should be in the mix for that top six, not knocking on the door. Okay, and the final question, Robert, by the website. Looking at the top four's fixtures, do you think Liverpool will be top at Christmas? You're looking at me. <laughs> yeah, let, let's let's see how many fence people we can get sitting on this fence here. I'm okay, put up in the probably are because we knew we had this question in hand. I printed out all the fixtures for the current the current top four, which is obviously City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal. Um, they're all in the mix more than more than the others at the moment. And lo- looking at the games, I won't read them all out. There's there's obviously. A lot of games. Just pick some of the highlights for Ch- for City because I think that's probably fair. Well, yeah, City, City have got City, some City tough City games. games. They've got United next at home. Um, they've got to play Chelsea away. They've got Hughes at home. Um, Apart from that, it's pretty much yeah. Leicester away maybe on on Boxing Day. Um, on running up to two Boxing Day, so I've included the Boxing Day games. There's eight games, so you're talking twenty four points there. I've wrote down what I think each team will get out of them them eight games. Good. I'm thinking, realistically, you're looking at City getting 22 points there. Maybe dropping a point, two points against Chelsea. That That's all I can see them dropping, myself. Same for Liverpool. I'm saying 22 points. I'll be I, I, looking at the games that I've put. And you know what? Bizarrely, the game that I've put down, I think we'll draw, is Bournemouth away. I think we'll I think we'll beat United. That that's really the only sizable game, and we've got the derby in there as well. Um, looking at the other two, I've got Chelsea down as eighteen points. Yeah, and they've wow. been well. Well, Chelsea have got to play Everton at Stamford Bridge. They've got yeah. to play Spurs, Spurs away. away. They've got to play City at home, and then they've got to play well Leicester at home as well. Yeah, so. Leicester, Watford, Games, Brighton. So you're having Chelsea losing two of those games, so losing against City and losing against drawing three. three. I've got drawing three, yeah. including the City game. Yeah. And that's the one. Everton Spurs Chelsea. And that's the one point. The two points that you think City will drop against Everton Chelsea. Spurs City. Sorry, yeah. You think they draw against those at the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> and then you can't, you can't change your position, now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you look at Arsenal's, I mean, you know, they've got to play Spurs. I, I've got eighteen down for them as well. Yeah. Myself. They're playing Spurs at home. Man U away. Um, all right, so stick with the question, then, Gary. You're saying City two. are going to be top. I'm saying City will be top. We will follow by yourselves, Phil. But I know you haven't worked out points in that, but no, no, what are your feelings looking at? Looking at, I feel like we've got an easier running than City, and I'd like I'd like to say that we can make up the two points we've lost at the weekend by so by, by New Year's. So you fancy used to be top at, on Boxing Day? I think we'll be level on points, so goal difference. Any splinters? Any Just take them splinters out there, Phil. Because <laughs> I just said be top. That, that's okay. Cool. We'll be joint, joint top if, if he's right. Joint top yeah, all right, or fair top. enough. So, all right. Joint top or top, I'll say. Okay. Sorry? Well, will we be top? I, I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> what, what, what's your expectation based on the on, on the uh, fixtures? It's a position. You know, it's not a, you know, we're not saying. All, yeah, all before he answers, <coughs> all I'm going off here is I just can't see City dropping points. <coughs> I, that, that's my only. That's, 
Really? They're, in, they're uh, just, all, all, like yeah, a, th- they're a class above everyone. I, I think. I think really with that, if they're not going to drop, the only thing I would say, and it, it is obviously statistically quite true, the team that's you know top of Christmas goes on to win the league however many seasons. But if you look at that run of fixtures, if they're not going to drop points in that run of fixtures, then they're not they're going to drop points, are they? Which is what I think. I don't mm. think that they're going to drop many points. I think they're going. <coughs> I think they'll beat the hundred points from last season. I do. I don't. I don't know. I mean. Will we be top of Christmas? It's hard to say, isn't it? I'd, well, I'd hope, I'd hope that we look yeah. at them fixtures, and as Gary said, I, I don't look at our run of fixtures and think we're going to drop many points in there, I'll be honest. No, you know I, I mean? don't. Without being overconfident. I've said dropping two points out of the And then everyone in and around us is all playing each other, and I can see them dropping points. I can see draws, a lot of draws, and I don't think City are going to go through that run not dropping any points at all. So... I actually so, think I weirdly think that they might struggle against Man U because I can your, just see Mourinho being proper there, dirty Teddy. and horrible. In your fixtures, which of them do you think you won't win? Who? In your looking at your fixtures, there, do you think you you won't win any of them? Liverpool. Yeah. I do think there's any games. I don't look win. at any of them games and think. So you think you'll win them all? And you think City I don't will think drop there's any points? game that we can't win there. The only one, obviously, that it's def- very difficult to call is a derby because it's just mm. you just don't know what you know what's going to happen in a derby. At home, you hope that yeah we take the three points. You've just had there though Mourinho being horrible. You've, you've got United as well, remember? Yeah, and that run of fixtures. So listen, I've I've, I've said there. I've, I've, I've proper stuck my neck out on the line there. No fair play. Twenty-two points. That that's looking at the fixtures. We should be beating the teams that are playing. Yeah, but. Not taking into account the the, the schedule over Christmas, the, the games come thick and fast. A few you know, injuries, maybe. A few injuries, yeah. red cards, mm. you know, f- even f- just fatigue, though. How many more yeah. champions? We've got Belgrade. Do, we've I think got there's two in between. Well, it's it's the, the it's the finishing the group off, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not just us, though. That City have got them, Chelsea have got does it, them. Does the group finish before Christmas? Yeah. yeah. I the think Liverpool, out of all who you'd say is the traditional top four, have got the biggest gap over Christmas between games. So the the games you play over Christmas, between like the start of Christmas and then yeah. you know up to New Year, we've got the biggest spread of days. So you know we've got like a, an extra day or two on on everyone else yeah. who's playing around that time. Um, Go on, Teddy, the you're the only one who hasn't answered the question. What Gary said, he thinks either top or joint. Phil no, said. No, I said second. He said joint or top. Okay, yeah. Gonna be top, aren't we? <laughs> 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 Took a long time to get okay. there, but we yeah. fished him out. We've got him on something finally. Well, you could have the last laugh there, though. Go to come in here on Boxing Day. No one wins a league at Boxing Day, so who cares? Well, I was going to say, with the, the bus coming past on Boxing Day, <laughs> the no Premier League trophy. Talk about it in May. Well, go on. Moving on, anyway. Yeah. We've a um, little preview. I know we've got Red Star, but we'll go on to your... You've got a game, haven't you? Okay. You've got you've got uh, the score sport sport pays uh, a trophy. Yeah. It's a big one this week, isn't it? Massive game, one. yeah. It's a cup good, final for Good chance to use our big squad, isn't it? What is the sport pays a trophy, please? It's it's when we got them as a sponsor, they also sponsor. Is it is it Gormier or Gormier? Is that, yeah. that, is that that team you beat 24 0 or something? No. No, no, they're not seeing them. <laughs> Do you know what that team is? Remember when Rooney scores in pre season? It's yeah. his first goal back. Yeah. I think we beat them 2 0 um, over at their ground, and that was the f- sort of the first game between first the leg. two. You had the first leg, if you will. You're not going to see uh, a number of first team players. <laughs> not going to see a number of fans there. Is no. there a trophy involved in this? I think there I is. Hope so. I yeah, hope so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The things that go in there. Go in there next to the cuckoo clock. The lengths are there. going through to end this. Yeah, we'll, we'll be out tomorrow, won't we? We'll be out tomorrow we'll with the uh, small pizza. Since 2018, I'll say now. I'll be changing it. I'll be holding it myself for the parking. Never mind that. We'll make one for you. But who are they? Like, Usmanov's like, 
Let's be clear, it Usman has no place on our board. He's got no <laughs> shares of the club. No, just in yeah. case any yeah, okay. officials are listening to it, we, we do not. What say was that funny? Usman I was telling shares. I was telling Gary before we came on air that a couple of their um, their fan sites on Twitter have been tweeting that they're coming over in quite quite it's a bit. The, it's our sponsor. Yeah, oh, it's okay. our main sponsor. So County Road's going to be rocking tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> In the hot I think we're contracted to play a number of first team players. Yeah. Um, mm. Do you think this is just a good chance to get some of them game but, time? But you'd get away by saying John Joe Kenny's a first team player. You'd get away by saying Martin oh, Stefanberg you, is like a first team player. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you not play Mina? Yeah. I was yes. just going to say, do you not think Possibly Mina? 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Mina, I'm pretty sure Mina will play. 45 minutes. Yeah. I can see. got injured. Yeah, <laughs> do you know That'll what? Be Everton, proper Everton and saying to Gary again before if Richarlison <laughs> comes on for the last two minutes and then he's up, he's holding his hamstring. Not fit, not warm, hamstring. One little dash. <laughs> yeah, in all seriousness, it will be interesting to see. It'll be good to see some of the players maybe getting some kind of meaningful run out because they'll be taking it seriously, I imagine, particularly if they're bringing some fans over. And it's it's what, it's, it's, uh, all seriousness as well, away from all the jokes, it's a, it's a really good price as well. So I think it's £1 for kids. Yeah. So if anyone wants to take the, the young guns to the first game, Everton have done well with something like that. No, yeah, price. definitely. It, it has been advertised around the ground. I mean, to, to the extent there's some supporters going, well, what's that? What's that game? £5 adult and £1 children. Yeah. Uh, moving on from the, the big one then, let's go to the... The second biggest game of the week. You guys have got a Champions League game away at Red Star, based on the on the home game against them. That should be should be three points, shouldn't it? It should be, yeah. Uh, you know, won't shy away from that. I'm expecting three points, and we'll we'll be disappointed with anything less. Um, it's a good chance to to cement our our place at the top of the league, and you know, hopefully, re- we could do with a draw really in the other game, couldn't we? And it takes a bit of pressure off us again for the for the last two games. It's, but it's supposed to be a really hostile environment, and they're, they're a different team at home than they are away. Well, I think Napoli went there and drew, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't mention this, but in all fairness, and I think I, I brought it up last time. Napoli started the season with like yeah, two, three draws and, and a win, and are since then I think they've only dropped two points. Are they allowed the fans back now? I don't it know. was only away games. Yeah, away games. Yeah. 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 Be mad though, it was at home. <laughs> at home with like 3,000 reds there, and that was it. When you're saying Shakiri's been left out, you can't, yeah, you well, can't, it's well. an interesting one. I mean, you know, he's very, very rare that you see like for like football, 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 ball get impacted by like sort of political or similar. Arsenal, he's even going to travel to one of their games for the season. Yeah. Is that reason. a religious thing or a political thing? Well, obviously, it goes it? back to the Balkan War, doesn't it? Right. And you had Serbia with Kosovo and Albania and whatnot, and um, Shakiri's parents are. Kosovo mm-hmm. Albanian. Yeah. So he's uh, been subject to. He, he sell, so, well, uh, when he played for Switzerland in, in the World Cup, because <coughs> he plays for Switzerland, doesn't yeah. he? I don't know what his Swiss nationality comes from, but um, he played for them against Serbia. Um, and then he's done an eagle celebration, which is like the flag or something Kosovo. Of, of, of Kosovo. Yeah, yeah. Or something. It was Albania. It's Albania. Albania, yeah. And then obviously there was all kinds of hostility about it and, and things. And, and obviously the club must have had some sort of warning don't travel, don't. Don't let him travel here because you know it could be it could be, be targeted or yeah. it could yeah. be targeted or whatever. So they've took him completely out of the squad. He's, he's not he's not going the game. He's not even a travelling. You know what? It's, it's probably club wise. Member. It's not even that he could be targeted if it kicks off in the crowd because to the of fans the as well. Isn't it? Yeah. Benefit yeah. of the fans. Yeah. 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 But the fans the fans had a warning apparently an official warning saying that don't make that eagle gesture in public because your your safety will be seriously. Compromised, yeah. So it, you know, it's obviously really, really deep sort of political or racial sort of tensions there over it. It's a shame, really, that that's impacting on a football match, isn't it? And mm-hmm. and and the team selection that we can't take one of the players who's been one of our best players because of this. But 
it is what it is sort of thing and going back to what I was saying before that's why I was surprised that he didn't feature really, really except for 10 minutes against Arsenal because Klopp must have known that this wasn't that he wasn't going to travel you'd like to play. think now he's definitely going to play the weekend you'd hope so yeah but don't bank on it no, because no, no. you know when he's been taken off in games and we thought he's definitely going to play the yeah, next game he yeah. hasn't so but yeah I mean so it, that's the big story around the, the team you know is the Shaqiri exclusion really and he's not he's not going to be part of it but I hope that we, we can go there and take the three points. You think you've we've got, got enough? You've got to, really, haven't you? Yeah. If you? I mean, you look at the permutations. I was going on to one of the lads and, and work about the permutations because all three are still thinking that they should go through or yeah. they'll want to go through. It is a case now you've all got to take points I think it's going to be one of them groups where 10 <coughs> points isn't enough and normally no, 10 no. points is enough and it's going to be one of them groups where... No, yeah, I looked, very rare, very I, looked, rare, I looked at it and, and there's a very good chance of, of 10 points not being good enough. Yeah, it's very if the results go... The way that they should go, which is bizarre. The only thing it comes down to using Napoli at, at Anfield, doesn't it? Is Do that the last one? We've got yeah, Napoli's our last home game. I think we've got P, um, PSG away, haven't we? Is it the very last game that using Napoli? I don't. No, know. I think away. Group? Oh, no. I think away I think, PSG. I think it's away PSG. Yeah. But I think I think that it's PSG, Napoli, Red Star, Red Star, Napoli, PSG. Oh, yeah. I think that yeah. game at Anfield yeah. though is the big one where like whichever way that goes, if it's a draw, I think you go to Paris needing to win. Whereas if you beat unless, Napoli, unless Napoli beat PSG, or if PSG beat Napoli and we draw, no, what I mean, no, because if Napoli beat, sorry, if, if Napoli beat Hughes, PSG them need to beat Hughes to go through. Do you ah, know what right, I mean? Right. So yeah, yeah. it's like you don't want to go into that game with PSG needing to win and using it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that game at home against Napoli, assuming that the results go the way we expect them to, I think is the is yeah, the big it one. It is one of them groups where three wins then, isn't it? I think it's very rare if that 10 points doesn't get you through mm. I think it's only happened a couple of times you know, where teams have gone out on 10 points but that looks like it's mad I way. mean I'll be honest when the, the draw was made and obviously we'd seen you beat Napoli 5-0 in pre-season thinking oh, it's going to be a war it's going to be using Napoli people yeah well, under Sari and, and, and even under Benitez they, they built it. They built a. He built a. They built a very good side. The foundations of a good side. Three, three really dangerous forwards. A very fluid, um, you know, way that they played. Callahan seems to have played for them for about ten years, mm. but they, they can score. They've got loads of players who get goals in the team, and you see in the way that they, they you know, took use apart. Their wingers were really good as well. Those, yeah, because yeah, the, the, cool the on the wing. Yeah, <laughs> Kula Valley was everywhere. Valley was like position. he was like one of those Swing players, everything. like one of those Clothed players you, you created on Pro Evo. Was ninety nine for everything. <laughs> you just put him on the wing. You just take players on. Put him in the box. He'd score at Eza. But no, it, it, it's. I think it's a really interesting group now for, for the neutral as well as obviously yourselves. But yeah. what, what are you thinking? Well, what, what do you think about the, the team selection then? I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see what he does, won't it? Because. Not a game to mess about with team it, selection, is it? It isn't one to tinker with. I no. think you might see it back to Genie and Fabino in the middle, four two three one. With with who in front? I was going to say Shakira, but, but he's not, not there. He? That's the thing. So all right, Milner's fit, obviously, but to play Milner is a ten. <laughs> to play Milner is a ten. Um, Milner, shut up. Dismissing him. What do you mean, shut up? Seriously, it might be, you know. I don't you, know. Yeah, don't you hate Lallana that much? Yeah, and he's not fit, mate. <laughs> in a must-win game, and you're, you know, we were talking last week that he need he needs games to get fit, and he's had an hour. So no, he's not fit. He's not fit enough in a must-win game. game. You, you do rotate though. The likes of Lallana would come in. But do you rotate in a game that you that in a away we, game in the Champions League that you feasibly should win? Do you rotate? Win? Think, think um, sorry. Had we not lost against Napoli, maybe. Yeah. But. 
the reality is we've lost against Napoli and mm. we need to win this game. Is, 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 game is Henderson back? There was talk that he was back Monday. Like, back, you know, he was going to be available yeah. from Monday. He just wasn't I, quick I think, enough back for I think for if Arsenal. Henderson's back, he plays. Yeah, he plays and then Wijnaldum and Milner go in front of him and then yeah. that's that. It's done. And like, yeah. forget about Lallana and Fabinho. But if he's not back, I don't know. It might just be it might just be what we've done against Arsenal. Maybe, yeah. Might have to be. Predictions? For the Red Star game. For the Red Star, might as well. I'm going to go 2 0 Liverpool. Yeah, I'm going to go 2 0. I don't think we'll thrash them. So let's we wall up them. 3 0. Fair enough. Yeah. That'll probably do you, isn't it? That's your f- the first of two games in the week, mm-hmm. and then you, you play on uh, Sunday. There's three games on Sunday. You use the yeah, first yeah. game at 12 o'clock. Uh, Fulham at home. Again, I'm, I'm looking at these games and thinking Liverpool are, g- are going to win. I won't put that on my predictions, but Fulham, uh, I'm looking <laughs> at it thinking. Why won't you? <laughs> Obviously, not interested in the league. Then. Were you saying there that the Red Star game that you that you won't or can't rotate due to the importance of the game? Is that the same for Fulham at home, or do you then see that you rotate? No, well, I, I think. I think Every I games think, must win. Yeah, they are, yeah. Especially the way City are going. And as we keep saying, they're the ones we've got to stay in touch with. But as we keep saying every week, we'd like to think Shakiri will, will play the game with not going That's to Belgrade. That's what I was Shakiri, yeah. As Terry said earlier on, don't bank on it because there's been a few times we've thought it this season and he hasn't. So yeah, I mean, against Fulham, I think we may, you may see Shakiri play and then Fabinho Wijnaldum. That's that base yeah. again. Is Kite like, enough it? No. No, and I don't think he's due back until he's out for a few weeks. Week. He's out for a couple of weeks at least. So he's not back. So Henderson possibly is back. If he's back for Red Star, obviously he's available then for Fulham. Depending, hopefully he doesn't get injured if he's a play for against Red Star. But so I don't know. But Fulham are struggling as well, aren't they? Yeah, and I'm surprised. Honestly, they get, they're getting beat one 0 by the way. At the time we're we're recording this podcast, the one nil's on at Huddersfield. The the away from they just. I said that at the st- if you remember back to one yeah, of the first did. episodes, you I did. said I think they'll struggle this year. And I was surprised because I thought they played really good football in the Champions League. I could see them coming up and then, you know, being able to at least play enough football to get goals because that's what counts, isn't it? Did you, did it's you, the lower league team, the lower to the ones who are lower down. It, yeah. They need them goals. You need to be ability to score goals, and they look like they had that. But I don't uh, know. They just struggled again. Just looking at characters like Shearer and the team, the, you know, he just looks like a player. He's just gone through the motions in his career, hasn't he? Started off quite well and stuff, and he's. He seems one like th- one of them players when when things are going good, he mm. looks good. He's all right, yeah. Mm. But he scored when, a four, when he needs a fourth and a four nil or sort of yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. When, he, when he needs to dig in, Amsterdam. he's not. Yeah, you go to places like these are cars, if and they got turns over, and the, you know the one nils. They probably turn around and win five one tonight now, but the one nils. I think he's does his field, and I'm looking at quickly at the stats. Looks like Huddersfield battered in the first That's half. Yeah, I think they're just on like a, a, a bad run of form and confidence, aren't they? Because I think early on. I remember the Spurs game. They give Spurs a game, and Spurs sort of like managed to dig it out. You know where like you, you look around the team, though, they've just got no leaders, have they? And and uh, you come into the Premier League, you need to not only have a bit of quality in your play, you need to have the results to dig in and yeah. get one nils. And they certainly don't look like they got a clean sheet. I seen a stat right. actually that he changed the back four or the back five, including the keeper, every single game this season so far, which is Easy, ridiculous. Yeah. The, the keeper much, hasn't even stayed in the team. How much that affects your team because it happened to us. Hmm. That happened to us last season when, when we yeah, were swapping changing the defence the defense all the time. That's where we lost all that 25 points we lost on Man City last season was mainly the start of the season when that was happening. Well, mm. Funny enough, when they signed Mawson, Alfie Mawson from Swansea, I was thinking, oh, he was saying, got yeah. it there as I took him, but hasn't he been able to get a game, has he? At that point, we were unaware Michael Keane was wearing the size of <coughs> 16 boots, weren't we? He's yeah, the size nine. We had to mention that story, <laughs> take, take quick, it's off the subject, but th- something's come out, hasn't it? That he, yeah. that he is, 
his injury was that bad or his foot injury that he was carrying that he was having to wear t- boots two sizes too big for him on one foot and he never missed the game just just played through it which explains yeah. some of the some of the wayward passes yeah it's what I did do that there was a, there was a half time story wasn't there where at half time he had a swollen foot yeah, and he basically Gives that, that beat. Yeah, yeah. he scored at a big and scored, scored two, I think. Yeah. Some character that, isn't it, for a, for yeah. a player to do that, saying, yeah. no, I'll carry on. He was ruthless, Suarez, though. If you took him off when he was like, if he was even like 60, 70% fit and you and you took him off, over literally he, he kicking, off. kicking water. I, remember, I, just, I think Stone had seen Suarez was fought and cried injury. Talking Suarez, I remember the derby, it was 3 3, and Morales was kicking Suarez across the park, no pun intended. You couldn't injure him. Yeah, he, he was, was going down looking for free kicks. He, he was wanting yellows and reds, but he bounced back he up. He enjoys it. <laughs> yeah. That's why he said on, I think it was Sky Sports once, he asked, asked Gerard, who's the hardest player you've ever played with, and he said him for that reason, not in like a fight mm. way, just like hardest oh, now. He'd, he'd feign an injury to win a free kick and then bounce back up <laughs> yeah. and take the free kick. Similar thing to that. <laughs> Scoring. Yeah. In, in the semi-final, where we beat you 2-1, Johnny Eitinger was kicking him and kicking him and kicking him, and there was a bit where he was on the left wing, and he kicked him out, won a free kick, and then he offers Heitinger the ball like he are. Heitinger goes again, he just drops it. <laughs> it's just pure <laughs> class. Anyway, Fulham. For me, it looks like a formality on, on paper. Predictions. Um, go ahead, I'll start it off. I'll go. I'm convinced, convinced we're going to do a team soon. So I'm sticking with my high predictions. Going 4 0. I'll come in one day. No, um, I, I really fancy us at home. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three 0 against Fulham. Teddy? Two 0 To Liverpool? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> so you're moving on to our game. We've got Chelsea on Sunday. Um, you were a guest on Radio City Talk this week. I know you, I know you covered it quite in depth with Sharpie, and, and yeah. he was asking you some questions about whether we change the formation and bring a striker in. Yeah, yeah. Just before we come on air, actually, and and yeah, he, he he raised the question of what would you do this weekend? You know, some people were questioning whether. Tosson should should have come into the side mm. in the last game. Would you do it this weekend? And I I pointed to the United game and like I said in our uh, review of the United game, I felt as though we were missing that that natural number nine to go and occupy one of their centre backs, go and get up against David Luiz and you know win a few fouls and 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 particularly it's so important. Like I said again after the United game, if we try and get to that get to half time at at least nil nil, mm. if not in front, and and I think our legs will show. In the second half, you know, we we do look like a fit side. We look like a side that'll do well in the break. And I think in the position that Chelsea are in, if they get if it, if it gets to sixty minutes, sixty five minutes, they will commit a few more men forward. They are disciplined on the side, so they play with obviously um, Jorgensen and, and Kante, and they, and they play them. Jorginho, sorry, Jorgensen. Play with Jorginho. Play with Jorginho <laughs> and uh, Kante. Uh, obviously, two fairly deep, disciplined midfielders. So. They'll stick to that until the point where they need to kind of twist. Mm-hmm. So I think if we can get to, get them to 60, 65 minutes whilst it's either nil-nil or even in front, I think I think we could take them. It That's the point where you probably take tossing off. Well, it would allow us to slow the game down, wouldn't it, as well? To have so, something to stick to. And yeah. like you said there, rightly said, win free kicks and just be an absolute nuisance and, if they're opposed to playing those. And for that reason, I, I wouldn't play Walcott because it bounces off him too much. It's too frustrating when the ball goes up to him. And and he and he knocks it round a player and you lose possession cheaply or it goes into him and his first touch he tries to play something one touch you just need someone you know players like Bernard and Michalison can actually hold the ball up in the wings they can draw a foul mm. with Tosson in that in that central position he'll hold the ball up for you 
Sigurdsson to a similar extent will will you know will will be brave enough to have the ball. I think with Gomez in the team, he'll be brave enough to keep the ball when when we need to. Sorry, talking Gomez there, would you keep Gomez in the side or is this a game that you'd possibly look at bringing a, a Morgan Schneider back in? Absolutely, I'd keep him in the side. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that we were playing the Chelsea away, I'd probably just stick with the same eleven again. I just think that looking at United game, yeah, Gomez did start the game slowly against United, but he grew into the yeah. game and I think we are going to need a player like that against Chelsea on on you know in, on Saturday to be able to keep the ball and be, and be confident and to... And if we're going to go and get points there, not just go there to make the numbers up as we have done in, in games in the past. Kurt Zuma, ineligible to play. Yeri Mina comes Big back Yeri. in surely. Big Yeri. It, it, it looks, start. looks pretty inevitable, yeah. That, that, that is... Any Evertonians didn't say that was a concern would be kidding themselves with yeah. me. We haven't seen anything of them. And to, and to put him up against what, who I consider to be possibly... And obviously, well, City, the best attacking team in the league at the moment, with Hazard on his game, it's it's a tough one. The thing I is, mean, you've got to put him back. You've got to put him in because if you don't, there's the pair crawls up situation. Then if you're not going to put him in, is he good enough? You've got to put him in. You can't even resort to a Jagiel Cora Holgate in the situation because you spent thirty five million pounds. There's on this no kid. doubt about it. He's playing. Yeah. There's no doubt he's going to play. It, it's it's his chance to. Almost sink or swim. It sounds a bit harsh because you are playing against Chelsea away, pretty much for your, for your debut. Yeah. But you know he's either gonna. It looks like he's gonna be playing against Morata. I don't think Giroud's gonna be fit. Mar- Morata's just scored two at the weekend. Should have had an attrick. The, the one thing I would say about Morata, he, he's not gonna be a Giroud where he's he's gonna go and win everything in the air and all the ball up as much. So he is more of a Spanish type player. So he's gonna be used to obviously Spanish anyway, but he's he's more of a La Liga type striker mm. where he'll run more in the channels and and he'll you know he might be a little bit easier for Azuma to to kind of mark. If but Mina comes in as a good game, stays in. Yeah, I think I think that's yeah. that's got to be the unwritten rule. I think Zuma no. not been. He's our thirty-five million pound centre half who's come straight from a very good World Cup. If he comes in and has a good game, he stays in. I think. Yeah, I, I think. Even over Zuma though, not it? No, keep, yeah, I get. Look, look Zuma. Well, what, what happens with Zuma though? Does he? Zuma's been excellent. Or? Zuma's been excellent. I, I don't think so. I think. It, let's be honest, Gary. If we go and beat Chelsea or. No, I'm not even saying if you beat. I'm just saying if he has a good game. I'm not not on about the results um, or anything. If he has a good game, it depends what you define as a good game. If, if you could get beat two 0 but Mina has a good game. Um, I don't know. I, I can't really answer that. So I would have to. Would you contemplate dropping Keane for Zuma to come back in alongside Mina, or is, is no, there I, a better I, balance keeping Keane and Mina? If we get a good team? result on on Sunday, and the two of them play well. Start them again the next game. Yeah, I don't, I don't try and start building the relationship. Yeah, I know you said, oh yeah, you could get B two 0 I think we get B two 0 He probably does come out the team, regardless. But because I think momentum's a big thing, and I think psychologically, if the players thought, well, we're missing Zuma there, get him back in the team, we might win it. Zuma's the easiest one to drop in that scenario because you basically say to him, look, we had no choice but to not play yeah and now these two are ahead of you. Plus, he's on loan. He's, he's, yeah. he's not going to knock on no doors and demand know, all but, sorts. Yeah. He's on loan to prove himself. But look, if you just think back to the last game, though, I think you highlighted it that Keem is at fault. Hmm. Probably for a lot of the goals, which Walcott and no, no. Coleman took the criticism for because he wasn't organised and he wasn't yeah. stepping yeah. across and stuff. Neither of them like were. Neither them were. Were they? I think in that position, Keane should have took a scruff. Now, listen, if we go to that Chelsea game and we get beat by a very late goal, but Mina bosses the defence and he's moving players around and stuff like that, but then Keane's getting exposed for his pace at the same time. 
there might be a very easy argument to go, well, put Zuma in for Keane, you've got the best of both worlds then. But we really don't know. We know nothing about mm-hmm. Mina. I think it's too early to predict any of those things. But he is going to play it, that's a certainty. He's going to play at the weekends and it's a big opportunity for him. It's a big opportunity for us. Hopefully what, we can what, get a result. One thing Marco Silva did say uh, post-match on Saturday was when he went three at the back, he said, look, I've done that with an intent of maybe using that formation going forward. Now, I'm not saying Sunday will be the one because I think we're a little bit short to play three at the back, but certainly going forward with a fit Keane, a fit Zuma and a fit Mina, he's already publicly said he intends to at some point play three at the back. I think it'll be more uh, in-game change that he does mm-hmm. as opposed to starting the game. I can't, I don't think of many teams in the Premier League now that you go, let's play three at the back against them or let's play five at the back. I just don't think it suits nummifying any team, never mind like going up against them to beat them. Very but few but teams have actually played the back. Chelsea's on, weren't it, that season? They won it. They, they introduced it out of nowhere. Well, it's 3-4-3 three, three they went, yeah? Yeah, I, I think annihilated everyone. it is one of them, though, if you're going to run or losing two games and you've got no other personnel to bring in and change the team, sometimes you're playing the formation, freshen things mm. up, doesn't it? So I think it'll be more of an in-game change or a change where oh, we're getting a bit stale here, let's change the formation. So we're going into a away game against a, a top four club a terrible record, but the difference is this season we're going to go toe-to-toe with them. Are you confident going into this one, Judgy? I've been confident in both of them. I've been confident in both of the games leading up to it. Um, however, I'm disappointed we're having to break the team up. If we were going into it playing the same 11, I'd probably have a bit more certainty which way we're going to go. I do think we'll get a result. I'm going to go I'm going to go 1-1. I think we'll just miss out. I think I think we might get the first goal on this occasion. I'm pretty. I think we will because we have had chances early, you know, chances against both United and, and and Arsenal. I think we'll get the first goal. I just think they might just have a bit too much to, for us to keep a clean sheet against mm. them. You stick them with one one. Yeah, I'm gonna go one one. What about you, Mills? Oh, I, I agree. One one. I said that off air before. One one to Gary. It's refreshing though that we are going toe to toe with these sides. I mean, it hasn't worked out this season so far in results away to Arsenal, away to Manchester United, but they were two very good performances. And their games that Sam Allardyce would have wrote off, David Moyes would have wrote off. You know, it's refreshing. Like I said before, it's a little bit Martinez-esque in relation that we've got the mentality to go on, go away to big grounds and try and get results. You know, not every team will do it, but it's certainly refreshing. You, you I'm, I'm going to watch that on Sunday, and I'm going to know that we're going for a game. You say toe to toe. I don't think toe to toe is necessarily what I want to see. I want to see us being a bit more sensible than we were at United. Mm. I, I wouldn't say we threw everything like kitchen sink at them early on, but I think we were a little bit too open. I would like to be as a, see us be a bit more cautious to be in the game at half time, as in uh, to be nil nil, you know, literally going into the second half, knowing that look, we've got a foundation here to build from, and we just need one chance. And that's the, the other key thing. One, we need to be in the game at half time. Two, we need to be clinical. One chance needs to, it needs to be. We need to score our first chance. I I'm think. not forgetting Neil. He's also predicted 1-1, so the three Blues all think 1-1. Okay. Before we move on, Judge, you want to ask you a quick question in relation to Ross Barkley. First time he's going to play against us this season. He was a bit marmite with Evertonians, wasn't he? But he's, he's playing well for Chelsea so far. I'm not sure he'll start him, you know. I don't think he'll start. He, he was he, he was poor in the last game, the game I watched at the weekend. He, you know, and, and the made change they made changed the game. Albeit they did, they did bring Hazard off the bench, don't, don't get me wrong, but... I'm not sure he'll start. I think it, I think Sari will will be aware of the importance, of it and I think I think he, he might think it's a bit too early for Barkley and a bit too emotional for him. Like that mentally strong type player. I was I was just going no. to say then I can picture it now at a corner at the shed end, 
right in the corner where the away fans are, and Ross Barkley goes to take it. I can He's see him losing his head. Cold reception. I can see if if we were a goal up or something, I could see him going over the top on one of our players and, and getting mm-hmm. sent off. You know, if he was having a bad game, one of them balls getting away from him and just throwing one. Up. Rooney did that early on for United. Yeah. Whenever if another player scored for United, he would run over to mm-hmm. the Everton fans. I think I think he it. I think he'll give it one of them if he's. A, I think Sarri will be able to see it this weekend's training and possibly even last weekend of Barkley thinking we've got Everton next week and need to be good this weekend. Yeah. He struggles at the weekends, so yeah. I'm not sure he'll play. Barkley 1 0 then. <laughs> that would be everything, yeah. No, so some positive predictions from both Reds and Blues that that wraps up this, week, this week's show. Like I said, we're out every Monday going forward now, opposed to Thursday. Apart from if there's a, a Monday night football game, we'll try and come out on a Tuesday or a Wednesday then. But we'll keep you updated at all times on the on the internet, on our website, and on the social media across the park PC and Instagram and Twitter. What I will say is we do have some new shows coming out as well. We're going to have some instant match reaction from the Reds and the Blues after every home game. Not so much the away games because we don't go to every away game, but we're certainly at present at every home game. So we'll do some instant match reaction. And we do have Cross the Park Extra coming out. Uh, very soon we've got an, an Everton show because the last one was very Liverpool-based. And I'm very pleased to announce that Joe Parkinson will be joining us in the studio. So if you want to get some questions to us on social media, please do. Until then, back next Monday. Enjoy the football. See you then.